Hello and welcome to the 250, your weekly podcast looking at the IMB's top 250 movies of all time. I'm your host, Darren Mooney, and joining me as always is my co-host, Andrew Quinn. How are you, Andrew? I'm very good, Darren. I'm doing very well. How are you doing this week? I'm I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm all the more excited because we have two fantastic guests joining us today for a continuation and perhaps a conclusion of our annual Anime April. It is no longer, unfortunately, Miyazaki. But yes, the fantastic Breed Martin, the wonderful Graham Day. How are you guys? We're good. Oshi! Okay. It's our summer anime. Okay. Yes. Well, we are covering a new entry on the list, and and arguably something of a coda to the last installment in the series today, which was Spirited Away. On the screen, that Graham and and Breach are talking, but I can't hear them saying anything. No, we weren't actually speaking. He uh, showed me a note of what he was saying, and I face palmed. Oshi! Ah, yeah. Okay, okay. So, listeners, we have this to look forward to in somewhere between 30 seconds and a minute from now. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, the suspense is palpable. But yes, we are doing something about Coda to uh, this, this year's Anime April, in which we discuss Spirited Away, which was, at the time, the highest grossing movie of all time at the Japanese anime. box office. Anime, get with the... Yeah. Is, is, oh. Isn't that what it is? Yeah, that's what we did. We eventually it. went with anime. Yeah. It, it only took us, like, three years to figure it yeah. out, we but got we got there, there in the yeah. end. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Just in time to never do it again. This is our Anime Independence Day episode. We got that one on the first try. It's very important thematically that we cover this movie. To tie this one in, I think, exactly. And then it came into cinemas. Yeah, like... It's just just a perfect fit. But yes, we are talking about the movie that displaced Spirited Away as the highest grossing movie of all time at the Japanese box office. We are talking about the movie which is the highest grossing movie of 2020 at the global cinema box office. The first time that a non-English language movie has accomplished that. The first time that a non-American, non-Hollywood production has accomplished that. We are talking about a movie that was top of the US box office in its second weekend that is now available on streaming and is performing very, very well there. We are talking a cultural phenomenon. We are talking about Demon Slayer Mugen Train. No, Demon Slayer colon the movie dash Mugen Train. I and have, joining us I have Demon Slayer hyphen Kimetsu no Yaiba hyphen the movie colon Mugen Train. Well yep. Kimetsu okay. no Yaiba is I believe the Japanese oh, for Demon Slayer, is, is, yeah. is, the de- is Japanese for Demon Slayer is their t- Japanese title. Original yes. title colon Kimetsu <laughs> no Yaiba yeah. colon Mugen Reshe Hen Colon adventure. Are we, are we doing this? <laughs> okay. Sorry. Um, we're, we're committed to this bit. Well, I'm glad that you set me up there, Andrew, because yes, I have a full paragraph prepared on this. Um, no, the, the interesting the thing about The working title was working title, title colon. <laughs> <laughs> original title colon, Kometsu no Yaiba. Um, hashtag the movie. Yeah. Uh, they dropped the hashtag because they thought it was too hip and with it. Well, no, actually, originally it was going to be called uh, Kisatsu no Yiba, which meant demon killer. But they felt that title was too strong. So they replaced uh, Satsu, which means kill, with the verb for to slay or to perish. So it became demon perisher or demon slayer in English. Yeah, because the film yes. definitely feels, the, the, the anime in the film, it definitely feels like a reined-in version of what it could have been. <laughs> oh, Yes, this is an R-rated anime. Yeah. Um, there was a lot, there was a lot of debate uh, when it was released last year as to whether or not it would become the first R-rated animated film to earn a Best Animated Oscar, if not a nomination, the first no- R-rated animated nominee since I believe *Anomalisa* uh, a couple of years ago. 
That didn't happen, and unfortunately, we were very sad to report that we will have some other very sad Oscar news uh, on the other side of the spoiler zone about this movie as well. Uh, but yes, so, Graham Breed, I know you guys have been, or I know Graham at least has been very excited to, to talk about this. Mm-hmm. Graham has been, <laughs> since I alluded to the possibility back on Spirited Away that this would make the list, it did look like it was coming into the list, it was going to arrive eventually, the train was going to pull into the station... Graham has occasionally been texting me saying, Darren, is it in yet? Darren, is it in yet? Darren, are we talking about it yet? <laughs> when can we talk about it, Darren? Why aren't we talking about it now, Darren? Um, so I, I'm you glad about you're, Darren, you're here. What do you think? Um, well, let's let's start with start with you, Graham, as our expert in this anime. I don't like being called that because it really came... feels like I'm, I'm, I'm on, like the limelight has shone on me. And anyone listening to this goes, if anyone who knows me goes, he's not, a, he's not an expert. I always but hate no, when like, that title is put on me. Okay, I kind of love it, but at the same time, I'm terrified of the responsibility Dar- Dar- it, it puts is, on me. Darren is an expert on the Japanese language. Clearly, oh, and people uh, are like, I... actually, and Darren's like, no, actually, you're wrong. Block. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. um, but no, no, Graham. So let's let's talk a little bit about your experience of Demon Slayer. So I'm presuming you were familiar with the anime before it became a feature film. Were you familiar with the manga? How did you come across it? How did you watch it? Was a cultural was it a cultural phenomenon when you were watching it? Were you there ahead of time and just waiting for the rest of the world to catch up? What was it like? So how did you come to uh, it, and what were your initial impressions? Honestly, this is actually a kind of uh, co thing because this came along with breeds on this journey with me pretty much we were put to this by um a true anime expert in our life uh simon maloney who steers me to watch anime right before the anime hits that plateau where it becomes global and he put us onto demon slayer i think right as it was hitting mainstream success right before it so we just got in we just got in so we can call ourselves gatekeepers if we want (laughs) <laughs> but don't uh, call yourself gay no i know no one wants to be those thing. guys it's not, a good uh, thing. it's not a good thing uh but yeah so our friend simon um he put us onto this anime demon slayer and yeah uh we adored it um absolutely fell in love with it you know f- it's only 26 episodes long the first season and we just kind of just gobbled up of it as quickly as we could. Yeah. We, we, we binged a lot of this and it does not help that it has, that we have Crunchyroll because that gives us full access to Demon Slayer the day it comes out. And so, yeah, both me and Breed, uh, you know, usually it's me who introduces Breed. At this point now, it's gotten to it that uh, Breed and I are watching these in tandem. Mm. It's kind of stopped now where it's an anime I've seen before Breed. Or I have to try and, yeah. and nudge you towards... Yeah, it's kind of now turning now. into Bree yeah. has to nudge me into watching stuff. Because there's too much anime. But, but there's not... Always- no, actually, no. I, no, I take that back. There is not too much anime. The problem is there's so much... So much good that you you, you feel... You feel... You feel, um, you, you feel, like, stretched trying to watch all of it. Because there's so much interesting content. They, they flip the switch on every kind of genre, any kind of genre you can think of. And Demon Slayer is in that kind of vein, and that's kind of why, uh, at least for me, I fell in love with it. 
we should very quickly just give a bit of backstory, a bit of context for uh, Demon Slayer. Um, like a lot of anime, it began as a manga. Mm. I believe it was originally published in Jump Magazine, which Jump we will show, probably yeah, come show. back to. We'll we'll circle back around to that later on. But it was published there. It broke out. It became a massive hit. As of February of this year, there are 150 million copies of the manga in circulation. It was so popular when the last volume of the manga was published that some Japanese bookshops had to introduce a lottery system for copies. Others had to hide the book in order to prevent people from uh, from (laughs) thieving it or shoplifting it, for example. Um, It is massively popular in the States, particularly as manga is becoming mainstream. I believe manga is outselling like American comic books in the States. I will say there is Um, a, just to kind of jump in on that, Demon Slayer, there is a kind of thing going around currently right now. I don't know if you have it yourself. Um, Demon Slayer has outsold all of the American industry by itself. It's a factoid that has kind of circled in the last couple couple months. That Demon Slayer alone, that one manga, has outsold all of the American industry of comics. Um, yep. There's you know there's debate about whether or not it's true. Uh, numbers. There's a lot of reasons why Demon Slayer may have done it. One of the reasons being it's now finished. Demon Slayer is finished now. Yep. We just have to wait for the anime to come out. Um, and also the movie came out and then the pandemic Sorry. hit. So there's a lot of factors that are leading into why. Is this a rumor or a fact? <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of numbers get, going around that people believe. I, 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 mean, I believe there's probably know. some debate. I believe there's some debate over the numbers yeah. in terms of whether or not you count physical copies mm-hmm. of American copies, digital, digital copies of American but comic from what books, looks which like, aren't yeah. quantifiably. And what it looks like, though, is Demon Slayer by itself has outsold the big two, you know, DC and Marvel, who have kind of been on the decline over the last couple of years. Well, arguably since the mid nineties, yeah, but yes. Yeah, I was being nice, Darren. But we, we should also point out that the uh the anime that, that Graham and, and Breed referenced there as well, it is available on Netflix in most countries, yeah. including Ireland just, as well. Just arrived um, on Netflix, actually. It just arrived just in time for the American rollout release <laughs> of, of Demon Slayer. And we should note that like Demon Slayer's uh a cultural phenomenon in Japan. It is the first movie to gross ten billion yen. That's ninety-six million dollars in Japan within ten days of opening. Mm-hmm. It outgrossed Titanic in forty-five days, it outgrossed Spirited Away in sixty days. There were reports of people queuing up outside um cinemas to see them open. The DVD and Blu-ray sold over one million copies in its first three days of release uh in Japan as well. Um there are stories about obviously it coming out in the middle of the pandemic when cinemas weren't screening anything else between waves of coronavirus in Japan and whether or not that helped. And the argument that you had cinemas that were screening 40 screenings of this every day in order to meet demand it also, uh, for it as well. Sorry, Darren, um, I, I keep feeling like I, um, I'm interrupting you. Um, no, there's also Do this it. You're an expert. By the way, mm. we should say... Uh, sorry, I just interrupted you to tell you <laughs> that you can interrupt us. Yes. Any, any time. I you, know, but it just, it just feels so bad. You're the, yeah, you're the, um, no, go for it. We don't say that enough. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, we don't. Like, you're the expert. Like, go for there it. Is like, an interesting, there is an interesting other thing about um, Demon Slayer that it has above so many other manga. Now, this is the manga itself. It topped uh, it, it, it One, topped punch, One right? Piece, which has been, piece, which has yeah. been number one for 12 years. Uh, over its twenty-three year run, uh, twenty-three year run, um, it dethroned it um, in twelve years. Uh, it, it was it was amazing. People couldn't believe it. The last time it happened, I don't even know what the anime, it what is, the manga was that could have done it. It is still a bit unbelievable. Yeah. Dragon Ball, I think, probably wasn't it. Maybe, was maybe, Ball? but Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball, One Piece. The second One Piece showed up, Dragon Ball was just knocked off the knocked off the uh, throne, and Dragon Ball has never really recovered. 
And then, there, again, there's another, there's a bunch of factors featuring into Demon Slayer. The anime had just come out. Um, One Piece might have had been on hiatus, I believe. So they kind of, it, that kind of slumped it as well. But the factors is that there's a lot of factors heating into the fact that Demon Slayer is doing a lot of things that are just surprising people all around the globe. Like, no, I, I've seen, I've seen One Piece. Uh, we were in France and we walked, we walked by a cinema and it was showing a One Piece film and there were people across the, across the yeah. road dressing up as One Piece characters. And to see Demon Slayer do this in its, in its first year, in its first infancy. year, in its infancy to a 23 yeah. year veteran is insane. Can I ask you a question, Graham? What is One Piece? Um, One Piece is for, a... for for anybody like me. Who <laughs> One Piece is a pirate anime. Briefly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll do, I'll, oh wow, that's not fair. One Piece is a pirate. Know, okay. No, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. I can do it. One Piece is a pirate anime that has been out for twenty three years. It is the highest rated anime and slash manga that has been going for twenty three years. It has over one thousand chapters uh, that have been released weekly. And it has never dropped in. It, it has never dropped at below the top five in popularity in Japan. Uh, Breed and I are actually currently watching it on Crunchyroll, and it is maybe one of the best anime we've ever watched. We're about halfway through. We're about halfway through. We're, We're on episode five hundred sixty-eight. We're getting there. Cool. Yeah. Did you say pirate anime? It's, it's a pirate anime. Uh, basically, um, yeah. A see world if you can where it. water is predominant, um, so it's mostly seafaring. Each island has its own almost ecosystem, and they're searching for treasure. They're now, searching to I will become point the, out the, the, that the lead character is not fully aware of what a pirate actually is. That doesn't help. I think he met someone when he was younger and he was did. like, "That's what a pirate is," and I'm going to be a pirate, and no one can change his mind. So yeah. he's not a very good pirate. Bless him, but he's uh, he's very good at what he does do. Yeah, and it's one. Of the, it's like the most popular anime manga in in Japan, and Demon Slayer dethroned it at in its first year it's unheard of mm. um so that's fun. we should yeah we should also note like in terms of like cultural impact as well like re- like japanese politicians and public feature uh, public figures have been like dropping references to it <laughs> prime minister shuga yeah. uh spoke the words uh i will deliver my response using total concentration breathing nice uh the astronaut uh shiguki uh oh, she, like a, <laughs> i would say 50 um, or something okay. Well, I suppose I, I shouldn't say it. like to me to me I, I, I guess that's me showing my kind of um, uh, but, bias or, or prejudices. I do I did kind of come away from this thinking that this might be like uh, that I, I might be I might be too old for this. But I think Shuga is more kind of down with <laughs> than, than, than I am. hip and with it. Um, yeah. Astronaut uh, Surchi uh, Noguchi during his return from the International Space Station credited his crew's ability to overcome the challenges of spaceflight by using total concentration breathing. I love that. I've so, actually tried to use total concentration breathing during running. It actually kind of works. In the sense that it just makes, in the fact, not in the not in the actual sense that it makes my body better, but in the fact that it keeps my mind focused, as in like when I'm running, I might just use it just to, you know, when you were supposed to look at something off in the distance, just as a kind of focal point. I think that's just meditation. Okay, then that's what it is. Yeah, you might have fallen on one of the one times when total uh, concentration <laughs> breathing is. Other, other than when you're in space. I know. The funny um, thing is, I don't think you're... I don't think Andrew actually knows what total concentration breathing is, because it's not really talked about in the film. Yeah, no, there's a six-episode arc that explains this. We should actually, for listeners, we should <laughs> lay all this out on the table before This is great. Begin, I love right? this. I'm so happy. Graham, 
Graham, Graham and Breed are our experts here. They are they were familiar with the show and the movie before I had even heard of it. You've only watched when, all of it. <laughs> yes, I have only watched all of yeah, it. Yeah, but recently uh, as well. We've only watched a couple in, episodes to remind us of some slight details. In in preparation for this, I did go and I did watch it on Netflix because I'm a professional and I'm kind of committed to this. Uh, but I do think... And, and, you know, it was a conscious decision on myself and Andrew's part. Andrew has just watched the movie because it is just the movie that has made the 250. Uh. And also because Andrew has like a life um, that I don't really have. So it's like he's got a commitments and things. And I'm, well, if I'm I, kidding. Like, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm going to uh, like try and kind of not offer my kind of opinion that much. No, you should totally. On, on this. No, because we no, want but, to but know. I, no, I, we literally were, um, I have several questions. I was like, okay, I need to ask Andrew what he thought. Yeah. Of this. Like, if he hadn't seen the show, how yeah. would, when you're introduced to certain plot elements, how did that you're go? Not. You're not. <laughs> you're, not. You're, not a, you're not introduced to plot elements. You're just yeah. trying to put in it. To be fair, he's thrown the deep end and then when he asks, when he's struggling to swim, someone just dugs his head further into the yeah, pool. Yeah, that's fair. That's well, fair. Okay, okay. Well, before but before we jump into that, because I do think that's a discussion to have about this movie because there's a lot of discussions to have about mm-hmm. this movie. The big thing is, um, in terms of like its timing and its arrival... This really feels like it's heralding a new wave um, of just content in general um, and a new wave of media and a new wave of what anime looks like. Um, It's notable that like we talked with Spirited Away about how that was anime kind of launching a beachhead into the United States. Um, Now we're looking at things like we're seeing Netflix has said over 100 million households around the world outside Japan streamed at least one of its anime titles in 2020, which is 50% more than the year before. They say that anime titles featured in the streaming services daily top 10 list in nearly 100 different countries. Netflix has acquired rights to 21 films produced by Studio Ghibli. They're spending budgets uh, of somewhere in the region of half a million dollars per episode in order to make anime. Um, The streaming service which graham and breed mentioned crunchyroll which is specifically designed for anime in fact it began its life peddling pirated anime content <laughs> before going legal wow. in 2009 did. and that. being bought by at&t in 2018 now has over 100 million registered anime aficionados around the world which is a Jeez. rare example yeah wow. no that's that's putting it on par with Disney Plus to mm. like to give a sense of scale. You can watch like Kamen Rider and Stut and Ultraman on uh, this, uh, on Crunchyroll, like old school eighties uh, live action uh, so, anime stuff. It's great. So yeah, and why, like it, it should why be haven't they been bought by Disney? I mean, do they because they because they're, they're, they're they bought by AT and T. No, they're bought <laughs> by AT and T, which are why Warner don't Brothers. Disney just buy AT and T? That would be AT and T or Warner yeah. Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> No, AT&T aren't Warner Brothers anymore, thank you very much. Oh, no. now, but because they got divested, because the HBO deal turned oh, out to gotcha. be such a such a disaster, um, AT&T were like, okay, maybe a telecommunications giant doesn't know how to run a major studio. Hands up, fair point. Well done, guys. We learned our lesson. Uh, Discovery, you guys handle it. Uh, but like, yeah, no, this is, it's it's worth noting that it has, it earned, so, so far this has earned $19.5 million in the US box office. The biggest opening for a Japanese animation or any foreign language film of any kind at the US <laughs> box office. Um, it beat Mortal Kombat in its second weekend and no. became the first anime film to top the US box office since Pokemon, um, which is 
absolutely I will stunned. say, Mortal Kombat did dethrone it for for Mortal Kombat's first week. Um, so yeah, so just, just like, this is a sense of, like, things are changing in the world. And this is an example of it. And this is a segue into the thing that I kind of, that we were alluding to with Andrew that I want to talk about. Which is... Now, Graham and Breed, feel free to jump in and stop me <laughs> if I'm wrong here. Um, I may be generalizing. But there is a long history, based on my research, of anime shows launching cinematic movies. Now, there are several cases where those are continuations or conclusions of the anime. Like we talked about uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion, End of Evangelion, which was effectively a rewrite of the end of the TV show. But generally speaking, anime feature films are treated as, or have been treated historically as alternate universes. Yeah, they're OVAs or non-canon. There we go. They're basically they're like they're basically not what ifs, but they're basically filler where they have no they have no ramifications on the greater narrative, which has always kind of put me off anime films. And it's ironic now because in the last couple years, uh, they've started doing the opposite. Dragon Ball Z, sorry, Dragon Ball Super Broly is a continuation of Dragon Ball Z, and it introduces uh, a new Saiyan into the fil- into the franchise. And now we have, I think, I think, I believe, One Piece is now starting to do it, where their films continue it. And now, Demon Slayer is doing it with a very a, a surprising decision that I thought they condensed a whole season into one film. This Demon Slayer Mugen Train is the second season, is the second arc of Demon Slayer. The, um, and a lot of people were very surprised that they went with Mugen Train being a film rather than a season. I think it's just the next arc. Yeah, but that's the point. They thought it was going to be an. They were thought it was going to be a season. Yeah, but no. The first season contained about six or seven arcs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it would have been just part just of weird. the. Yeah. I think. You I mean, look at look at my hero. My hero has like two films that aren't canon, and then one film that is canon. This, this issue that you're discussing, Darren, has led to an interesting mm. uh, change in our dynamic in terms of can- me having to convince Graham that Mm-mm. something is canon Mm-mm. and that he actually does need to watch it if he wants to be. Because he has this instinctive hatred of um, anime, anime films because he's like, they're never real, they're never, nothing ever happened, nothing's ever, you know. There's no ramifications. No ramifications they're not important. They're not, it's not that they're not important, it's that no, dyna- no, no there's, the status quo doesn't change. There's and no I need a status quo to change. So I have to research each of them to see if they Anything are, um, the mangaka approved. And or wrote if, it. If they are canon, if this is something that fits into mm-hmm. the story, or he mm-hmm. will not watch it. Yeah. Two, several questions here. Yeah. First of Everyone all is, why doesn't Graham research himself? Because, because then he, I might get spoiled! He firmly believes that all f- um, anime films or movies are just filler and nonsense. Unless are. he's convinced otherwise. I had bad. I had a bad. Ex- I had a bad experience with a lot of the anime filler when I was growing up as a kid. Full Metal Alchemist, that film is dire. Let's be fair, that whole first season is dire because it's all filler. Um, Dragon Ball Z, all the Dragon Ball Z films are filler and have no consequence on any of Dragon Pokemon Ball Z. Pokemon is canon, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Pokemon has like a big event. Mewtwo's in there, if I remember correctly. In the yeah, new, in it's the it's never movie. addressed! 
Oh, okay, okay, okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I, I just want to, I'm just putting passion. I'm sorry. I love that we've, we've, anyone. We've, hit, we've hit a nerve cluster. So I love as this. I, as you can see, it's it's somewhat of an it's interesting not canon. issue. Mewtwo is a great film. It's not canon. Because I think Graham is finding now that more and more anime studios mm. are making films that are canon. Yeah, they, they finally con- realize they can that get continue to a on, That continue on the plot of the actual show. Yeah. And that you do need to watch mm-hmm. before you go on to the yes. next season. And uh, I think Graham is struggling a little bit. It's just weird with that change. They've in decided dynamic. to change the dynamic, and it's just weird. That's all. I'm okay with it. Yeah, because because that, <laughs> that's the thing. This gets to like one of the big debates that we are increasingly having when we get to movies <laughs> on the 250. We had it with Hamilton last year. Mm. We had it like arguably earlier this year with like Zack Snyder's Justice League, which was uh... a six episode miniseries that was also a feature film, but was only <laughs> a feature film because of rights issues. And, like, the question of, like, what is a movie? Because, like, there's a wonderful, like, I think David Ehrlich reviews this at IndieWire. And, like, he makes the point that this is actively hostile to anybody who might buy a ticket to it because they've heard it's a good film. For a film that's on rails from start to finish, it's almost impressive how fast Mugen Train is able to completely disorient anyone who doesn't already know where it's going. Figuratively and literally, the train has left the station by the time this thing starts. For those who have patience with the extended metaphor, no one driving it has any interest in slowing down for new passengers to climb aboard. Now, yeah, they, they, can I just um, interject there with this is an interesting discussion <laughs> and that today. we had earlier today, where Graham was adamant, yeah. and I mean adamant, that no one, no human being no. on this planet no. would go and see this film without having watched the first. You know that the guy from IndieWire has to review films, right? He had to go see this. Graham, you were. But he had to go see this. He's a critic. Okay, but he's po- talking about the normal regular cool. people. He's, who he's are... warning people not to go see this. He's <sighs> warning. No, he's warning. He's warning non-anime fans to not go see this. Graham is still. He's correct. Like no, no. no he, people shouldn't go see this. I agree. If, if they haven't seen. I want you. to be very clear that I agree. <laughs> but Graham believes that there is no such thing as such a person who would say, "Hey, this film seems to be really popular right now. I think I might go and see, check it out, and see what it's about." Not with an anime. Graham does not believe that there is such a person. Out I don't there. think it. I don't think it with anime I, people would do it. I, I worry that Graham will soon kind of win the conversation yeah. around that. Is that stuff like the Marvel TV shows? Like, I resent having to kind of watch a TV show oh. so I can understand a movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm fine with like there being a Marvel cinematic universe, but, but like, you don't like, want a Marvel. You don't want a Marvel all-encompassing media universe. Yeah, like a multi-platform yeah. where soon, like they'll expect me to read, read the all comics the comics as well. And, um, <laughs> God I, forbid I, you read the Marvel comics, Andrew. I don't care. To... <laughs> well, no, not if he doesn't want to. Like that's the to. whole no, thing. I know, I, I, know. Know. Yeah. I know. That's what Star Wars fell into because they were like, "Oh, if you read this comic, this will make way more, way more sense." In Star Wars: Rise of Skywalker, great. I don't want to read the comic. This but, still makes no sense. Sorry, just so unclear. Um. This this conversation between us came about because Graham said it didn't matter that the film didn't cater to anyone who hadn't seen yeah. the show because obviously no one who hadn't seen the show would be watching it. Exactly. And I disagreed on that because I do think due to the, like, you've, you've clearly described the scale and the success of this film and I think that would draw yeah. We really need to get into Andrew, to though. We really need to get into <laughs> Andrew talking about this. There is a point as well in that, like, a, a, a lot of children... 
would be kind of like taken to go see this. But JT's, like Darren said it himself, JT's, there's no way they could go see this. Children should not see this. Myself and Andrew went to see this in a cinema together. It was a very touching moment. The first time we've done it since Uh, Tenet last year. Where was I? Like 250 shippers, you know, just kind of like want to get your little pens out and draw Darren and Andrew at masks watching Moving Train. But yeah, there were kids. There were kids. How old were they? There were kids at ours They came in halfway through as well because they wanted to kind of skip the bits that weren't violent. Oh, good, yeah, because it doesn't doesn't escalate in violence. You're right. In fairness, <laughs> they want, we they had kids to be in our more, screening as well. Yeah, there yeah. were children in our screening like, as well. Yeah, but they were like 15 and 16, and I guarantee no, you they, they were, were fans. 10. They were not 10. These kids were You were tell, mixed. You're able to tell these kids age as well as you can tell the, the Demon Slayer age. In fairness, they weren't paying attention to the movie. No, really. no, they weren't. No. Not at all. Oh, oh, no, I'm, sorry. I'm sorry you were in one of those screenings. We were in an actually... Clearly a fan screen because the I can t- I can t- I can <laughs> tell fan, I can tell fans of anime a now, mile away. There was definitely one uh, older father oh, who had God. come with his teenage children who were clearly fans, and um, he seemed to be rather confused. Yeah, really confused. And uh, I met him ar- outside afterwards, <laughs> and he was asking quite a number of interesting questions. Why did the boy um, cut the so other boy's I, head off? I am no, not that. Those <laughs> so I am curious to know if Andrew had any of the similar questions. So we'll get to that later. <laughs> No, I, 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 I think if I had a child, I mm. would want to kind of ask the child questions to show an interest, <laughs> yeah. you know, in the thing that they're interested in. But as, as, as somebody did, like, and um, but like, like, by, by, by myself and yourselves don't don't really have that relationship. Like, I, 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 I did, I did, I agree with the with the with the critic, and I, I think Graham to an extent agrees as well. But I, I don't agree with the with the with the point that like you 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 won't go and see this movie. Yeah. It's in the cinema. I'm I'm like on team I'm on team breed here. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm God entirely. People team. are going to go see it now. Oh yeah, that's right. Demon Slayer, Mugen Train. I'll tell you what, I'll take the whole family to that. If only parents like that. Oh, they're, I don't they're... think any. I don't think any grown adults that don't watch anime would go see that. And then you put in like I. I think people are really overestimating people going to see Graham. this. Graham, it was the highest grossing movie of 2020 at the global box office. Maybe it has a really big fan base. It's actually very people who've seen other anime movies, like standalone movies, you know. Yeah. No, that's very fair. That's very fair. Give this a shot. That's very fair. No, no, no. Like, I'm saying people... that's very fair. I'm saying that's very fair. You're looking really, really angry. More people have seen this than Spirited Away. Like, to put that in context. So I, I am entirely team breed here. I think it's in a cinema. I think you are going to get walk-ins. I think you are going to get people going to the counter going, what have you got that's family-based? I see a poster. What have you got that's family-based? Oh, there's an animated film there. Yeah, that's exactly it. Like, that's, that's a terrible cinema. I want to go, go see Peter Rabbit. But that's not out this week. So um, yeah, I'll imagine? take one to the. I'll take one to the. Uh, the Demon the Slayer. One, yeah, the one that says Darren, like uh, train. Demon Slayer. Demon Slayer. My, the alone. train film. Everyone my kids. My kids love trains. Yeah. Like Polar Express. But Polar Express. But, it's, but, but, yeah. but, but like train is the last word. Demon Slayer is the first two words out the gate. Oh, but you know all those kids things have silly names. Silly you names. You know how it is. Demon Slayer is only two words of like the six word title. Oh no, wait, no, no, eight hey, word Kimetsu, title. Kimetsu no Yaba isn't actually in the Ireland thing. It's just Demon Slayer Mugen Train, isn't it? Okay, okay. Isn't it? 
I don't think we're going to get make any further no, progress. No, we're not, not, we're not going to make any headway here. here. So let's okay. move on. We're having a weird but, anecdote. But, but my, my point is, though, yeah, I, I am kind of fascinated by this in that, like, I do not think this is really a movie. Um, I think this is, I think Breed is right. This Ooh. is an arc. This is an arc of the show. No, this but this is, is similar to this. That's literally a term, terminology in, a, in anime and manga. It's an arc. Like, oh, no, they literally have a, like a couple episodes or a whole, yeah. maybe a whole season. Yeah, no. Yeah. This would sure, not have yeah. been a season. This but this been... is like six episodes of the show. Yeah. Mm, this is like six, this is like like in the in the first season you have like the the origin story arc. You have the arc where he goes the guy who has the drums and does the inception thing. You have like the arc where he goes into the forest and there's the spider lady. You have like the weird season finale arc, which is like oh there's a trial, but instead it's going to turn into David Lynch pitches you total concentration breathing for four episodes, <laughs> and then you have this. So this is very much hey, this spider lady. Like, that was it's just... also the inception thing. <laughs> yes, which is this is also the Inception thing, um, or Paprika, perhaps to, to pick a more specific yes. cultural reference. In fairness, I I firmly believe that one of the reasons uh, there was so much hype about this film was they left off that season on like you were on so hyped, you were so hyped up for that, and then it's like okay, they're on the trip. Oh, it's over. Yeah, like Andrew, oh, okay. where the film picks up is literally where the anime right. is where the first season leaves off. Them getting on the train and people were freaking out because. And it's they were just like, oh my god, now. we're going to have to wait years for this next season, and it's, and it's a film? And then there was COVID. Then there was COVID. Then there was COVID. So, you yeah. know. Yeah. All right, then. So I think that's about, like, that's a very brief introduction to the concept of Demon Slayer and kind of what it is and what it represents. So before we jump into it, three questions uh, to get us started. So, Breed, you go first. Do you think that Demon Slayer, the movie, Mugen Train is one of the best 250 movies ever made? Uh, honestly, no. Cool. All right. Um, no, no, Sorry. no. You don't, you don't, no, you, no you, you don't have to elaborate if you don't well, want to. Well, you see, to. there's no real way to elaborate without going into spoiler territory, yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's kind of tricky. Okay, and Graham, what about yourself? Uh, no, I don't think so. Uh, it's a great film. It's a gr- it's even better for fans of the uh, franchise, but no, there's too much. Uh, there is too much going against it, in my opinion, to make it a great film that deserves to be on the two fifty. Right, and Andrew. No, um, yeah, it, it's um, it's a it's a treat for the the fans. You know, it's it's it, because it's allowing them to kind of get together in poten- well potentially because it's difficult these days. Yeah, but ideally. To, As a communal to, activity. to have a communal experience where there's other people who enjoy mm. the same thing. And yeah, we actually it we actually did go with a couple of our friends who we hadn't seen in a while, and it was our first time. Uh, the group of us meeting up together. It was our somewhere. first film. It was, nice. it was our first film coming back from COVID. It was it was lovely. It was in movies at Swords, and um, cinema. There was barely anybody in there. We actually it was in the VIP. Us too. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, if you're going to movies at Swords, it's going to be there. Um, the VIP uh, thing, so we had the nice chairs and everything. We we're uh, social distancing and everything, and it was, it was just, it was just really nice. It reminded me of when Dragon Ball Super Broly came out, which was another anime film, which had, which was packed to the rafters with Dragon Ball Z fans who just were, they were wearing Dragon Ball Z T-shirts and they were just like talking to each other, didn't know each other, and what you say they were, is they had a real Dragon Ball. They did, they did, and I, I, I hate that I'm agreeing with you on that. Uh, <laughs> I'm just glad you can't. Uh, Oh no, it could be because I will say this film did slay me. Oh. Ha! 
I got one for once. I beat him to it. Well done, Ben. Thank you. Well done. So, yeah, yeah it was a really good right, experience. I'm going to try and get this conversation back on track oh, yes. and say, uh, yeah, no, for me, I, I do not yeah. think that it belongs on a list of the 250 greatest movies <laughs> uh, ever made. I I don't really. I, I get that it's a movie in that it is a packaged parcel of, of story that you can watch that lasts two hours and you can put it on a screen and it has credits at the beginning, credits at the end, and it's it's like technically a movie but it's also that classic harry potter and the deathly hollows part two thing where it's it's not really a self-contained movie it's it's a packaging of content in a form that loosely resembles a movie um and i i think we are like when we talked about justice league andrew was like yeah is this the future now and i'm kind of like andrew was right andrew andrew saw the future and it looked like Demon Slayer. Um, so, yeah, that's that's kind of... That's, I will that's say, opinion. to that point, Demon Slayer is kind of an anomaly. These will rarely come, it, because if they're not having a second Demon Slayer movie, at least for a long time. The anime is already finished. The second season is already gearing up to go. We actually saw, if you stayed after the credits, they do set up season two, which is coming out in October of this year. So... I don't... It's not like it's good. It's not like it's going to be the norm. No, no, no. It's 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 not Demon Slayer. We're concerned. I don't. I I don't think it can remain an anomaly. Yeah. Like if it's this successful. It's and I also don't think that like it. It's it's not just this. It's this and it's Hamilton and it's you know. Would you really consider Hamilton? I mean, like it's not the first play to go onto a stream uh, to go onto a kind of format like that. Like I saw Oklahoma like that. But it's it's not cats. It wasn't treated like the stage recording of cats or the stage recording of rent. I think it's just new technology, a... though. With, I, oh, with, I know, with, I, with I know, I know, and and I worry that like I sound like an old man shaking my fist at the sky. But I do wonder if like in this era where, and again, this is where I sound like I'm fucking Martin Scorsese <laughs> writing in the pages of Harper's Magazine, and I'm like, in my day, we called them films, not content. Mm. Um, but I do wonder if like there is a sense of that where it's like this is like a bonus piece of content that fits into as andrew described like the larger meta narrative that requires you to like buy into the 26 episode season and pick up the manga and you know maybe read the comics and read the supplemental material i mean again and to be fair like graham's graham was quite right when he pointed like rise of skywalker where one of the key one of the key plot points in rise of skywalker was in Fortnite. yes i would just like to say this isn't this isn't I suppose it's because I I, I, I respect. <laughs> yes, Andrew, you heard correctly. Yeah, the Emperor's reveal is actually shown in Fortnite before it is. It's announced in Fortnite. So you know that the the Emperor is back. The Emperor has returned his, from the his grave little and message. he's spoken. And he's spoken. That that happens in Fortnite. Yeah, that's where it's revealed. It's not revealed in a book. It's not revealed in a game. No, no, it, it it's not revealed. It happens. That's the, like it's not like it's not like ooh, the emperor is going to be back in Rise of Skywalker. It's like no, the emperor is back. Here's him being back. In so Fortnite. sorry, people are playing Fortnite. Yes, right? yes. and the emperor um, appears. And it's a, a specific game, or it's, it's like just, every it's game an, it's at an that F, time. It's an FPS. It's a, it's an FPS. You know, just a first person. Oh. No, I know, I know what Fortnite is, but, but <laughs> okay, sorry. Like, how how do you how do do, do it's do, an event? You... It was literally an event where they dropped in this audio clip. That's how it happened. <laughs> okay, yeah, well, then, and people have to buy tickets to. No, to... no, 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 no! It was completely free. Just happened out of the out of the blue. So, but like in Fortnite, it's it 
it's like you're landing on an island. Right? Yeah. So presumably everybody is landing on, not everybody is on the one island, right? Yeah. No, yeah, you're right. Okay. okay. Yeah. It just, right. it just, it was, it was just globally signaled to the whole world that Emperor Palpatine has returned. <laughs> yeah. And that audio, the, audio clip was played. The dead speak. The yeah. dead play, speak. Play Fortnite at this time. Yeah, I think and, that's what and, happened. I think that's basically play Fortnite this hap- at this time, this hour, uh, depending on your on your uh, time zone. Uh, something monumental is about to ha- is going to happen, and it was the emperor. It's like a show announcing that they're going to have a secret special guest on a certain yeah, day. very special episode, <laughs> yeah. and and and, it, and a special guest is Emperor Palpatine from Star Wars. Uh, but I don't even watch yeah, no, Star like, Wars. You do now. Well, I, I I guess like like the Matrix starts that, or, yeah. or at least the Matrix had a part to play in that. With the and it, 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 that it didn't really the, kind of come off. Yeah, yeah no, and the Matrix is is that not just kind of part of the anthology that is the Matrix? Yeah, no, like again, okay, th- there is there is an argument about like the Matrix existing in this kind of A or G world and A or G being a thing. But it, I, I kind of like like with video game yeah, kind of like crossover tie-ins. The, yeah, you have yeah. to do it to to play like and last flight of the Osiris. You had to watch to get the whole story and things like that. And I get that, but like I don't know that again. This is where I worry. I sound like old man shaking fist at Sky. But it was always like you could watch like the X Files movie, right? The, the X Files fight the future back in in the mid nineties, in I think like ninety eight. I want to say. Right, that is a movie like Demon Slayer that is positioned between two seasons of the show. It is a movie that is positioned as a, a movie that has a big event in it in turn that will change the the logic of the movie or change the logic of the show. Like, so you watch the show, you watch the movie, you come back, you watch the show, but the movie is self-contained. My dad, who had never watched an episode of the X Files in his life, watched the movie and was like, "Yeah." That's a self-contained movie. It has a Similarly clear... Similarly be- to how X-Files itself, like, I don't think... They, they, they had arcs, kind of, but you you could watch any episode of that show. Yeah, and, pretty much. Um, and jump pretty, in. Pretty, pretty, pretty much kind of walk into it, walk out of it. Yeah. Like, for... for And it's great for somebody who's not meant to be watching it, because yes. you're not going to be allowed <laughs> to, to watch every single episode. You're only going to, get, like, catch little yeah. bits when, like, you're over at... Like say if your friends don't have <laughs> responsible parents. Why does it sound like it's <laughs> so you go over to like this latchkey kid? It does, doesn't it? Uh, but or yeah. even someone who has the channels. Yeah, but yeah. So no, I uh, had to read the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers books. Books, <laughs> the novelization because the, yeah. the TV show was just too much for you. But no, like okay, so that is no, my, I didn't have it. That is my old like old man shakes fist a cloud. Thing about Demon Slayer. So no, I do not think it belongs on the list of the 250 greatest movies ever. So Breed. Is it one of the top 250 movies you have ever seen? Um, I'm going to say no, because if I was watching this again, I wouldn't watch it on its own as a movie. I would watch it as part of a rewatch of the show. I would watch it between the end of season one and the start of season two, and I, just like a normal rewatch mm. of a show. So I wouldn't watch it as a movie, so no. Uh, and Graham, what about yourself? Uh, no, no. Uh, and for similar reasons. Uh, I've watched it twice now, dub, sub. And um, no, I would not. It's it's a great film, don't get me wrong. In my opinion, it's a, it's a brilliant film to watch. And it's got some great animation, a fantastic score and all that. But no, uh, I would not. And Andrew? Uh, no, no, I, 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 I wouldn't... Um... It wouldn't. It wouldn't be. It wouldn't. It wouldn't be my thing. Um, I did I, like. Uh, and it, it's. 
Um, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, and, and for myself, no, it, it is, it's not my tempo, which is actually why I'm excited to have Graham on here to talk about because I, I kind of like, I, I get the sense. No, there is a lot of enthusiasm there and I kind of want to dig into that. I kind of want Graham to explain to me what it is that makes this so great. Um, so it's not like Whiplash where you're like, no, not quite my tempo. <laughs> I'm, I'm a much more mellow. I'm a much more mellow version of J.K. Not Simpson. quite my tempo. Not, Tell me more but, about your tempo. Yeah, not my tempo, <laughs> but you know what? It's yours. By the way, Darren, uh, you have made the last few weeks very difficult because Graham what? has been going um, a little stir-crazy trying to figure out it, whether you liked or disliked the show when you watched yeah. it. He's, he, I, several conversations we have had have revolved around Darren still won't tell me he won't even Breach. give an indication Breed he won't even give me a hint Breach Graham has been making my life very difficult because <laughs> Darren is just coming to me all the time saying um, Graham, Graham won't stop asking me what I think of this show <laughs> That's not true. That's not true. Darren's too polite to say that. Darren's too polite to say that. (laughs) I'm like, Darren, come on. Come on. Darren, come on. Hey. Yeah, that's that. That's that's that guy I know. That's the big guy right there. That's the guy. I, I did. I, like there were times where I was just sending Graham the uh, the gif of Christian Bale from The Dark Knight saying, "I'm playing this one pretty close to my chest, Graham." Yeah. Um, I know. He stormed up to me and said, "Look, look what he sent me." Did they, didn't they say close to the? Did so? I, I think Americans were giving out that like the 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 um the phrase is close to the vest. Yeah, but I, I think feel like we that's say one. close to the chest, chest. here. Yeah, yeah. 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 We're, we're less fancy. We they, yeah, they're, they're all this stuff where, like, because Nolan is English, like he he he, the Americans sometimes complain about, like, you know, him 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 not quite getting it right mm. with these things. Yeah. Oh. All right then, and then anyway, dude, Christian Bale isn't English either, so he couldn't. <laughs> yeah, sorry, well. Christian Bale isn't American either, so he couldn't correct him. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. Sorry to Welsh on that. Um. All right then, and then final question. If listeners have not yet watched Demon Slayer, the movie Muggin Train, Breed, would you recommend that they pause the podcast, stream, say the entire 26 episode for a season and the two hour movie to a local device? Would you recommend it? Yes, I would not recommend going straight into the film. <laughs> that would not be the best idea in the world. Um, and you'll probably regret it. Uh, but if, it at all sounds like your kind of thing. You should definitely watch the first season and then the film will actually help. <laughs> all right. And then Graham, what about yourself? Um, yeah, definitely go back, watch it. I mean, the thing is, there are things to take out of this film if you're a fan of action, horror, and um, fantasy. The only, <laughs> like, it, there, it is also a, a lovely film to watch. There's some outstanding choreography that's pulled off by the animators involving the sword play, the the action choreography, everything like that. Um, on then that's but that's just on a technical level. Um, you do like t- for a lot of these moments to hit home like they should and that they deservingly should. You do need context, and sadly, yeah, you do need to watch the uh, the first season. Well, seeing as how Graham doesn't believe there are people who would watch the film without having that's watched a, that's, it, obviously. That's a fair, yeah, that's I was a asked fair the question. <laughs> All right then, and Andrew, would you recommend that listeners do what you did and just watch the movie? <laughs> no, no, no. I I'd agree with uh, Breach though. Like if. if 
if somebody thinks this might be something that they would enjoy, if they enjoy other things that are similar to it, they're probably aware of it. And yeah, go ahead and um, if you're listening to this and you haven't watched the show, do watch the show because you'll, you'll, you'll enjoy this more. Maybe you'll get something out of it if, if, if you watch it, if it's your thing, but um, don't do that. It's not the way to do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I, I would agree with that. It's certainly not the way to watch the, the movie first. I had mm. just come off watching the TV show and I was fairly confused going into it at times. Uh, what I will say is that the, it, again, just in terms of cultural impact, in Japan, there are stage shows, uh, stage plays. Of oh, Demon yeah, Slayer. I've seen there's a Demon Slayer yeah. stage play. Yeah, there's a video game, which is getting an American release, I believe, later this year. Yeah, and I think there's a European a- release as well. Yeah, there's an attraction opening at Universal Studios Japan um, to celebrate kind of Demon Slayer. So it is exactly what, what Graham and Breed said there. It is a cultural phenomenon. Um, and for Do you my... have to have um, seen the movie to, 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 to enjoy to, the, the ride? Yeah. Um... <laughs> to, to appreciate like the video game <laughs> or the fair, stage play? Andrew, you could go see the stage play. Sums up the first se- I imagine it would sum up the first season very nicely. Yeah. Don't don't go see it if yeah. you haven't watched. It. I, I do have two questions of my own that I'd like to just chuck into this. So pre or so post spoiler zone. Spoiler zone. Pre. Okay. They pre. can work. All right. They can work. Um, and it's very they're very special questions. One for Darren, one for Andrew. Hmm. Uh, Darren, having now watched um season one and the film, would you continue and watch season two onwards? Not unless I had to. Oh, that's sad. Um, it was it was not look it like okay. It was not really my speed. Um, if we're being entirely honest, um, I did not really glom to it. I couldn't find a read on it. I couldn't find an angle on it that was to me personally particularly engaging or or interesting. I struggle trying to articulate what it is about in a meaningful sense to me. In that I I watch it and it's like I I I get he's they 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 slay demons that that's what they do uh, and you know they're they're pretty good a lot of lot of demons slaying they got yeah. swords uh, but I'm like yes yeah, not, so- not in a kind of a banish way no they, they no no like an actual slaying, slaying. like a they genuinely like it's a combination it's a combination slaying kind of exorcism thing it's weird mainly yeah, with head chopping it's more yeah, mostly yeah. death. Uh, yeah, it's interesting because like kind of Pokemon and I guess other stuff kind of give the impression that that that, that there's no like death, like yeah. Super Mario Brothers. Like you don't, um, you you turn upside like down and you drop off any... the bottom of the screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Sorry, why are yeah, we yeah. using these as a comparison? Because they because to to Darren, I think, and maybe to Andrew, uh, these are the most mainstream. No, hold on, and hold, Andrew, Andrew, hold on, I did not, I, don't, I, I was not the one who made that comparison, that was right. Andrew, to be okay. clear. Okay, just saying, just saying, Darren, you kind of agreed with Pokemon. Yeah, oh. no, I would not put... Pokemon is the most vanilla of anime. Same wheelhouse okay. but, but I think more in the context the way, of... The, the way Graham, uh, Graham made a face there is, is like, listen to this it's guy. Just it's just Pokemon! It's just, come on! Like, I feel so uncool right now. Yeah, Pokemon is the last anime film, the last anime film to top at the US box office. I think it is a valid point of comparison, perhaps. But, but I will... the last film to top at the... Uh, uh, the last anime. anime, Japanese anime film to top the US box office. Would have been Spirited Away, wouldn't it? No, but the last, the most previous one to... To top. Spirit, we talked Spirited Away. Spirited yeah. Away didn't top the box office. Oh, it didn't. Spirited Away was never number one. Yeah. Well, no, that's because, it, that's because, that, that's because Pokemon's 
What was your question for Andrew? Okay, anyway, sorry. Yeah, sorry. I got too real. And I suppose I know the answer to this then. You do. I do. Andrew, having watched the film, would you watch the first season to think to see if you would understand it more? Or has it captured your attention at all? No. Yeah, yeah, kind of yeah, I was yeah, yeah, yeah. The second I heard Darren, I was just like, "Ah, oh, there's no point." In oh no, I knew what your questions were going to be, and I knew both answers already. Well, uh, I didn't yeah. know Darren's. I didn't <laughs> <Sorry>. know Darren's. <laughs> Darren, Darren will like uh, routinely watch things that he doesn't want to watch, but there will be a reason why. Yeah, yeah that's was it exactly. Like, existential yeah. crises in, in this for you, Darren. What existential like, crisis? Right? Exactly, that's what I mean. Was it not enough? No, no. But okay, it, it's it's. This is a movie about killing demons, right? I meant the show as well. No, I, I, I know the show. Like, so this is a show and a movie about killing demons, right? The thing for me about these sorts of stories is that they are always metaphors for something. They are always about some sort of basic or fundamental human condition. So vampires are about how weird we feel about sex. Werewolves are about how we fear the animal that we have inside ourselves. We feel we fear what might happen if we subsume ourselves to our animal impulses. Frankenstein is like, well, what if men made babies, but also aren't children scary? And like demons are traditionally like, well, what if there was this monstrous thing inside of me that I didn't understand? And with Demon Slayer, I I don't get that hook. I don't get what like the demons are supposed to be. I don't get why we're cheering this this weird paramilitary force slaying these demons outside of the fact that it looks the demons cool. are eating people. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like, yeah, the, the like the good guys are choking children. Yeah. <laughs> okay, hold on now. With, hold on I, now. I'm spoiler. That that's spoiler. Sorry, sorry. I do better. Yeah, 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 yeah. okay. Sorry, sorry. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna invoke it. We're, we're yeah. going into the yeah. spoiler zone. The train has left with, the station. With, with that, spoiler with that line, zone, Andrew. We're in the spoiler zone. Choo choo spoiler zone. <laughs> Okay, so Graham, yes, uh, directly responding, I guess, sorry, sorry to do this to you, Graham, because it makes totally it sound fine. like you're directly responding to the challenge, the gauntlet that I threw down. That's what happens do when we don't get to the spoiler zone quickly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, what is, for an hour and it just what, what is Demon Slayer, the movie, mm. Mungan Train, or Mungan Train, Mugen. about Mugen. for you? And you can extend it if you want. You, what is what is Demon Slayer De- about for you? I mean, right? to me, I don't know if there's... Demon Demon Slayer is about um, a boy trying to reassemble what is left of his family. That is essentially it. And Andrew might not get it because Andrew didn't watch the, anim- watch the anime because it's not said in the film. It's not said, I think, in the film. His sister was turned into a demon. The rest of his family were killed. And he believes the only way he can heal her, to cure her, make her human again, is by killing the demon lord, the one in charge, the one who turns all demons, the one who is centuries old, who is a god. We don't see. No, yeah, he's not he's, in the He's film. mentioned in passing at best. He's mentioned in passing. There's an I illusion. I think, you see, yeah. I think you see one image of him by one of the other demons, the yes. train, the train demon. I think he talks about him for like a little bit. So he what's this pe- movie about? This movie yeah. is literally about the train. It's literally about... Um, um, that's the problem I suppose that is the problem with this film in the fact that 
the whole the whole series as a the series as a whole is about a boy trying to reassemble his family. Uh, this, this film is literally just part of that journey and how he is having trial after trial to try and get closer to the demon that caused the destruction of his family. And he says it himself when he's trying to find the demon on the train, this demon smells like the demon lord. This guy has been in, in contact with him and he's trying to find a way to reach this demon and kill him, even though... And this is a spoiler zone for both Demon Slayer and Demon Slayer Mugen Train. He has actually bumped into this demon lord. Like it was terrible. Like, like yeah. Breed will agree with me. When he first bumps, he bumps into him in like, I think this, the eighth or ninth episode, he bumps into the demon lord. But I think one of the major issues here was um, one of the last episodes of the season, you meet the, well, for this film, the main demon. He's one of the lower demons mm. yeah the and last episode of the season i think like has an extended like origin story yeah. for him which is very strange because i was watching the movie going this is where that origin story should be there's yeah. no reason for the origin story to be in the last episode of the season because it's not relevant yeah they mm. don't give you his backstory or his motivations or why he's doing this or why he's so particularly interested when he sees the earrings um uh, that was he one was thing basically I was told that he has to find a demon slayer who has those earrings and kill him. And then he'll be promoted to the upper ranks. And you met an upper rank demon. He was the guy who showed up and beat the ever-living crap out of Rengoku. You know, he was the... He was the, the, guy, the, the they, they called him Upper Three because he was so powerful and he, you know, he kills Rengoku in the end. He's Upper Three, which means... So we had a we had a villain without explaining the motive... Like the, the motivations <laughs> were explained in the show. Yeah. And so... The Everything was laid to that, in the show. We got to the train and then a cut... And then the film picks up. Yeah. Okay. Can, can I... This is, again, I don't want to be... <laughs> and this is the yeah, like this is kind of the worrying thing for me, for Darren, because he doesn't quite I, get it, which is... You know, just let him ask the question. Yeah, I don't want to feel mean about this, but one of the things that <laughs> kind of frustrates me mm-hmm. with the way that Demon Slayer is structured, and it's it's the, it happens in the TV show as well, um, but it, it happens in the movie in particular, is that the way it is structured is to prioritize the action beats so that you don't get backstory or setup or exposition before the action happens. You don't get stakes before the action happens. Mm. What you get is after the fight has happened or during the fight, you will get an extended monologue from a character who has probably in most cases already been defeated, explaining what they would have done if they had won. Like there's a big extended monologue from I think Lower Moon One towards the end, yeah, where he where he just goes on and he he goes on and he says, uh, you know, was it um oh never I don't actually have a quote here, but oh have I truly lost? Is this the end? Ah, what a terrible wretched nightmare this is. Am I no different from those other less and de- lesser demons who are killed off? And it's like if only I had won. I would have enacted my plan to ascend to the higher ranks and take control of the entire demon council. And it's like, he's already defeated at that point. There's, there is, yeah, they, there like, is who cares anymore? Yeah, In this movie, there's so much um, anguish. Like, the, the people talking about, like, how tormented they are by this thing that just happened. Well, but but never, never going in. I'd agree with Darren. Like, like it, it would... It would mean more if you establish first, like how upsetting it will be. 
um, for for this thing to happen to them, or or how much they care about uh, it. Yeah. The, the thing is, them, the, the thing is, Andrew, that is established in the series. And yes, you you are totally right. It's not a because people who are then going because then you have the issue. But of, they establish if you're it fan, in the movie as well. Yeah. They just do yeah. it after. Do yeah. just like they, yeah. Well, it's kind of like they, 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 there's so much kind of the. Uh, moaning and kind of uh, crying and talking about like kind of how uh, terrible this thing who, who's of, saying um, this by the that, way that, that has to, happened to, to, to you, who you like, like everyone down to the crows yeah get there well I mean like <laughs> a there's a moment has like, just died when Goku takes like a solid 10 minutes to die it's like a sequence from like Deadpool 2 at the end of Deadpool 2 the sequence where Deadpool is dying and there's this recurring joke about how long it takes him to die, right. where he just goes, okay. "And one more thing." Reed, I would like you to. T- I would. Li- I would like you to take this because if I do, oh, I yeah. will explode. Yeah. I okay. Know. Sorry. Sorry. Explain Rengoku's death in the way of an anime. Yeah. Um, okay, sorry. There's a. You need to apologize. There's a couple but there's of a reason. things. Um, one in particular being, um, oh, I suppose Andrew also wouldn't know this. Uh, Rengoku is a member of one of nine Hashira, who are kind of. I kind of got that. Yeah, it, the it sort of explains yeah. what Hashira are kind of end up doing. We met them briefly, um, and so because this film was really our only time that we spent with Rengoku, so to, it's his film. We need they needed to give him time to actually talk and to give us backstory on him. Otherwise, they wouldn't be doing one of the nine justice, and it would have been out of balance. And yeah, it did. <laughs> I imagine it did see it take him a while to die, but there were scenes that needed story-wise and structure-wise that needed to kind of get out um, and that they couldn't have done beforehand. Like, I would say- like if, 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 if they knew what he wanted to accomplish, then like he wouldn't have needed to give them instructions afterwards. It would be like, I will not rest until. <laughs> well, he had a, he you, did you have know. an arm through his chest. Sorry, if if who knew what who wanted? Sorry, I'm lost. Yeah, are you talking about Rengoku, the flame hashira? No, if um, well, I I don't know. They, 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 I guess I guess I I I probably would have had a problem with it anyway. With it, like like the, it's um, there's like a whole lot of lengthy kind of um, sh- shouting that takes place, kind of um, and um. Kind of slow, uh, dying and giving people instructions and uh, what instructions are you? Okay, well, about? like, okay, well, like, like the, the it's the lower moon one is is like the the prime example of this. Yeah, right? well, he's so lamenting. I, I he's lamenting, but he laments for like five minutes, and he laments, that is a bit long. It's and two. He, okay, it's two agree. minutes. I do agree it's on two that. minutes. He he laments things that like you should be like as basic character. Like, I would argue. That you should be setting up before he goes into battle. So you should be before you see him fight. You need to know what the stakes are. So it's things like so. It's like oh, I'm planning to use my power to amass and to take control of the demon castle. Like oh my god, that's what he wants. And then it's like then he dies, and he's like, there was so much Dying. to do. I I couldn't devour a single human. My there plan is, to fuse with the trade. There is a eaten. reason why. There though. is also a take on this in terms of. Uh, a habit that Demon Slayer in particular has, and Darren, I'm sure you've noticed this, 
as they slay demons throughout the show. We get their backstory. A very particular... No, no, but it's very specific because in Demon Slayer, unlike most other shows, you will only get the backstory for the demon right as they're dying. So beforehand, there's no sympathy, there's no empathy, but right as they're dying and you know they're already going to die, they have the wound, they're bleeding out, you get their basically sob story about how they got turned into a demon and why this all happened to them. And their then, motivation. So they make you feel sorry for them just as they're dying. So it is kind of a... Tr- like in this case now, we didn't actually their, feel sorry their, for him yeah, at all. Yeah, they didn't even try there to redeem no, him. Which I liked. I liked that they didn't actually yeah, do that for he once. An, he was an ass. Um, but there is a habit of theirs as someone's dying to kind of push the story. Uh, yeah, and they do that in the sense that he is lamenting uh, the thing is that's very much from what I from what we've gotten of his character and again this is a problem that Andrew points out you don't get much of his character you, you, you no. get his character his character's in this but the thing is we got like two an episode with him in the previous yeah. season uh, which actually gave him character which gave him his motivations which gave him what he gets if he kills a lot of people especially if he kills that demon slayer with the uh, earrings when the film happens fans will know what's going on. No okay, fans okay. obviously wouldn't. And then the issue then you have is if you try to then balance that in the film, the only way to do that is have it happen that he, when he's dying, he's lamenting about his plans. And that's kind of them pushing the narrative forward so that we now know um, there are an upper echelon of demons that he was planning on at least trying to kill one of them and sub- and sub- and take their place in the upper echelons because there's six upper demons and six lower demons, okay. and he's um, one of the uh, lower, which means he's one of the weaker ones, and he's trying to get to one of the upper ones. Okay, but like, okay, so let let's leave aside the whole dying monologue thing for can a I, second. Can no, I no, okay. say okay, what sorry, okay. like a problem I had with it? I'm I'm kind of surprised that this didn't come from a video game because there's all this sort of um nonsense calling about, a task. sorry oh, about okay. le- leveling up and calling and going a like like i'll have a, 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 a these are ranks a level, these are literally level like ranks one. of military like it's well, not so like he's called him that like no like, that's give, not give what them, he means like, that's he means um the, well, like moves. thunder form seven their and moves. stuff thunder yeah, form. Yeah, yeah, and, like i i I was expecting somebody to say, well, it all started on a Nintendo and that's why it kind of it has this thing or like it was a tra- it was a, a trading card game or something like that. That no. kind of makes sense because he, even watching something like Pokemon, like I watched the entire Pokemon television series pretty much and I had never no, it's still going. played the trading the cards, I never played a Nintendo game and it didn't matter. Um, because it 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 felt it felt like you could kind of um, but, but you'd understand appreciate that it on that fighting level. styles have various forms that are no, that can be numbered, and that's what they were doing. They were they had numbered forms that they use, and you get each form as you get uh, a higher rank in um the the military system. The reason, for example, Zanetsu, the yellow fellow who screamed a lot, he's only got the first form because that's all he could learn because that's the only thing he's good at. Um, Inosuke, this is another thing because this is another thing that's not in the film. Inosuke, the the boarhead fella, he's got his own refine. He's got his own version of the moves because he lived. He grew up on a mountain, so that's why all his moves are called animals. And then you have, um, then you have uh, Tanjiro, who has actually learned the water forms, which are basically they're fluid. They move with a lot of uh, fluidity and speed. 
And he's learned, I want to say he's learned like three, three of them. I think he's and, and, and each one is progressively more powerful because obviously he's learned new techniques to movements and his breathing. So that's that's kind of like I get the level up system because obviously this can easily be translated into a game and it has. Um, but this definitely came from that, a martial art form far more than did say a game form. Yeah, like like I would understand. So like have them kind of different color belts or something. Anyway, well, they do, it, they do. Felt, the it felt like swords. Their, like swords. their swords are different tip. Their swords have different tips. Um, Zenetsu has a yellow one. Uh, Tanjiro has a black one, which is brought up. They yeah, never say. He actually asked him, uh, "What do, color yeah. is your blade?" And he replied, black. "Black." And he's like, "Ah, that's unfortunate." Yeah, it's unfortunate because because no one get, no one gets a specialty because it's black. And then you have Inosuke, who has broken his swords because he prefers the razor's edge, and he doesn't give a crap about rank. So, and that's why he um, like that's his what, razors, by the way. Yeah. Uh, and that's why well, Ren, it's a Ren good Goku. way to cut someone, but also a good way to catch a. a yeah, a, I think it, a knife. it works as a sword breaker. And then, as well. and then Rengoku, he's a Hashira, which basically means he's an elite member of a group of nine, like Breed said, and he's got a special blade that has been honed over years of using the flame, um, his flame stances, and that's why it looks so unique compared to their weapons. I suppose, but then again, it's a visual medium. So they want to convey a really good sense of they want to enthrall your eyes as much as you know narrative. Yeah, it was it was the it was the kind of the the, the uh, jargon of it that kind of yeah. Uh, yeah, but again, that's, that's the thing yeah. is like 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 Darren said, there was a six episode. Arc There's a, like the final the final arc of the first season is spent like doing David Lynch total concentration breathing. Yeah. Like six episodes of this. And it's a wind down. It's basically after a big arc has happened, they have a wind down arc just to just to chill and relax, just have you know catch a breath, and then, and then the film. <laughs> like what I did, like what I find, and again, maybe it's an anime thing, and again, this is probably just it's not my tempo, maybe not a criticism of it, but it is something that I I found that didn't challenge you, and I found it watching um the TV show as well, like. Demon Slayer is, to me... Darren, you not, look like you're, you're really hurting trying to say this. You don't have to. Not great at, like, calling it shots before it makes them. There's a lot of stuff where it will retroactively show you something and then have exposition to explain it. So, in the show, uh, pick, for example, uh, Nezoku, who is uh, Tanjiro's sister. And, like, you, you mentioned this whole thing about, like, Tanjiro's arc is he wants to slay the chief demon and so mm. restore his sister and bring her that's, back. That's believed to be the cure to yeah, her turning to, back to, a, to who she used to be. Um, mm. And watching the show, I find myself... I, I have some questions about that that we might come back to. Because I, I think the show seems to imply that Nezuko still ne loves ne him. Nezuko. And Nezuko. Nezuko. Ne Nezuko. 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 Yeah. No, 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 emphasis. you, no, you. You just no. say Nezuko. Yeah, there's no, no emphasis. Nezuko. Just everything Nezuko. the Nezuko. same monitor. Yeah, yeah. Nezuko. 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 That Nezuko, <laughs> like, clearly loves him and clearly mm -hmm. has, like, higher thinking and is clearly still a person. And yeah. so changing her back would seem to be an ethical proposition the show never really grapples with. But the thing is, when she's first introduced helping him, she jumps out and she attacks a demon. And then 
we get a flashback of, oh, by the way, I've used Pope's hypnotic suggestion to make sure that Nezuko can never hurt another human being. And it's like, don't, don't do that now. Tell me that earlier so that when it happens, I know it's going to happen. That's an, that's an anime thing. And actually, as a fan of anime, I prefer that type of storytelling to the usual but Western. We're going to set this scene, right? Yeah. So like, we're going to set that you know this but, and, and then we're going to have a flashback because you know... They do have a tendency of doing a big dramatic move, like pulling out something that... That character couldn't do that before. Yeah. That character didn't have that before. Mm. And then you get a flashback. That's an anime trope, Darren. So I can completely understand. That's, an, that's across the board. It's entirely um, uh, there just to have the shock value and the impact yeah. of, oh, there's a new thing. There's a new thing we yeah. didn't know about. And then you get the, oh, right. That's how it works. Cool. Mm -hmm. And and I think like, like my, my issue is though, like, okay, big, big swings I can take, but like, even in say Mugen Train itself, or the movie we've just watched, uh, Mugen Train, sorry. Um, like you have the whole thing where the ticket collector is punching the tickets and everybody's falling asleep, <laughs> right? Yeah. So everybody falls asleep. Everybody has their dreams. Everybody's woken up. Uh, Nezuko is Nezuko is like flaming people back awake. Oh, that's uh, demon you know, Tanjiro. Art. Tanjiro Sorry. is like confronting the demon on the train. The matter is completely resolved to that point. We're now at, we're like yeah. we're past the dream section of the film. Yeah. We're now in the fight section of the film. Mm. But no, then the demon says, "Oh, by the way." I mixed my blood with the ink on the train tickets so that when the train conductor punched them, but everybody fell asleep. We, uh, and we no longer care why how that happened. I will. I will say, Darren and Tanjiro had actually Tanjiro, Darren, Tanjiro, yeah, Tanjiro had already pointed this out. He'd already smelled the demon art on the ticket because of his yeah. nose. Yeah, he'd no, know, no, he'd already known that. No, no, but my my problem is more like the movie stops what it's doing and goes back and tells you something that if it was going to tell you that should have told you earlier. Like it's and it sounds it sounds like that's a kind of a feature. Of, yeah, and you know, I know, I know. Of sorry, yeah. A lot of um, that is also uh, kind of a feature. Yeah. But I will also say that's kind of the character as well. The character is very flamboyant. He likes to play around. Like even in the introductory episode, he's very over the top. The character like that is the villain of this is very over the top. He he believes that he's going to win up until the very last second. But I don't think that reveal has anything to do with his character. It's more it's very a, operatic. It's more a narrative. I feel like it's more operatic and dramatic, yeah, and it's just it's him like, going. Uh, but no, I do get what Darren means. It's like in 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 Star Trek, kind of a lot of the action is very sort of telegraphed. It's like, um, uh, you know, fire at that explosion or, you know, like they talk about like low, they say what they're going to do before they do it. It's like um, uh, fire phasers or like fire photon or, torpedo. Or, or when it turns out that um, like, or when it turns out that like they didn't, they didn't telegraph it. It's like, oh, by the way, but that's what Scotty was doing when he was off screen. And you were told yeah, Scotty they don't was say what they're doing as they're doing it. Yeah. Like, like as the kind of quantum torpedo is flying and it's like quantum torpedo attack. Um, um, but anyway, sorry. No, yeah, I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This, this why, why is it necessary to say, like, like okay, does that, is that what makes it work? You probably the, should explain the, that as, well, a, as a thing in anime. Of like when, what, if you're using kind there of... There is an established, no, there is this established belief that um, I think it's from old Japanese mythology that if you say the name of your attack yeah. of your ability you your of your power it. it gives it more strength like how goku you know you know how like in goku goku says kamehameha every time he does not need to 
But the point is, he's putting his power, his whole self into it. Same with Pokemon. All the Pokemon, like, all Ash ever does is just say the moves. It actually goes back to the... Bulbasaur has become a killing word. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, it's the concept of um, a naming power. You name something. You give it power. And you give it power. So when they call out their moves, when uh, stuff like that, uh, they're giving power to their moves. It's it's a it's a trope that's gone on, but it also has its roots in, I believe, Japanese mythology. Mm. But I think at this point, it's just an established. Yeah, everyone does it. it. Goku you, does it. Luffy does particularly it. In shonen, in uh, shonen particularly anime, in shonen. Particularly in shonen jump anime, you're going to expect that. Yeah. It's like when they say Kia, because shonen jump anime is kind of like the most popular. <laughs> Because <laughs> Shonen Jump is like one of the most popular, if not the most popular trade in Japan. It yes. has all of the all of the big tentpole anime manga characters underneath it. Dragon Ball Z, One Piece, Demon Slayer, Goblin Slayer. Actually, I don't know about Goblin Slayer. I don't, I don't think, no, so no, I don't actually, think that's Goblin no. Slayer. No. Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. That's not Shonen. That's not Shonen. Uh, <laughs> Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, Naruto, Baruto. You know, this trade has just got every manga under the sun. A young teen boy. Yeah, a young Shonen teen boy. Literally love. means young young boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, so that means you have a young male lead. Yeah, yeah. That was exactly what I was going to get to here because I think this I've, is did, well, okay. Did, sorry, no, 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 go no ahead. you go ahead. No, go ahead, Andrew. Sorry. No, <laughs> no I, was, I was going to go on to a, a, maybe maybe a kind of a strange tangent that that I certainly won't have much kind of ground <laughs> to stand on, but the whole kind of like oh. Um, kill yourself. Kill yourself faster. Oh, <laughs> to oh just quicker. to be fair, we're all there. Uh, it, I it, think it, we were it, all there at some point. Just yeah, going. Yeah, I, I was like, yeah. what in the name of God? And especially the, like the the kind of cultural kind of significance of that, even in Japan. But uh, like the the, the mm. Mm. and particularly like aimed at young boys. I agree. It was. It, I, it was. I, I was a bit dicey. And now they did deal with it. I was glad they dealt with it. I was glad that they dealt with the it in the end in a strange way. Not granted, they in a strange way when Tanjiro was about to because he's gotten so confused about what's real life and what's not real that he is about to actually cut his throat for the real for, for in true the real world in the real world until Inosuke shows up. So I I I like to think that's them just going okay seriously, don't do this. And I think that's them hopefully subtly just placing it down as like it's not don't don't. Do this again. I, think, I too have no nothing to stand on. I think overall to put they put it in as um, it's a dramatic kind of way of establishing his willpower, his mental mm. strength, his ability to like do this horrific thing to himself over and over and over again because there are people he needs to save. Mm. Um, it is it is obviously very dark, and again, children should not be watching this. Um. Mm. But yeah, but, uh, it is jarring and shocking, and I think it's meant to be. On that on that note about men with is incredible will, is it going to will, appeal to a lot of grown ups though? Like, on the, on like we're so, right, yeah. like we're like, right here, and I know, yeah, yeah, I, I know a I know every fan of every friend of mine uh, who watches anime um, adores this show. Yeah, it's considered one of the top. Like like it's been said, it's 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 dethroned One Piece, which is maybe more family friendly. No, yeah, a little, 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 little bit, a little bit, a little bit. You know, like you're, you're, you're. I mean, we're a little bit younger than you. 
Yeah, I think myself and Darren are probably just being a bit kind of old man-ish about okay, it. I think it's that. Like, I think it's just... Like the, well, okay, well, hold on. Okay, well, uh, to put this... No, in, in the, in the okay. sense that, like, not that this is the Beatles, but that, uh, like, at the time, kind of, like, people, like, popular culture, including, like, James Bond, would kind of, like, pour scorn on the Beatles, as if mm. it's, like, kind of, you know, modern-day Justin Bieber, or that, or that, like, it's not... It's something that kids are into. Yeah. But the people who are into... Beatles then or into Beatles now yeah. like mm. it's it's become this kind of what are you, yeah. what are you gonna um, okay um, well, what so I, like what I mean by that is how are we to judge yeah so. yeah. And what, and what I would say actually just like I, I do think that yes A it, it has a huge adult fan base and that's important and again it is worth noting or rated in the states um, and I think 15's here in Ireland so yeah. theoretically yeah. not for kids that said mm. that said mm. um, surveys in Japan suggest that more Japanese kids look up to Tanjiro then look up to their own parents, according to surveys conducted in school. He is a very compelling fifteen-year-old. Okay, okay, but but like my point compared, is that like compared to Japanese parents, certainly. <laughs> <laughs> but, but my my point is my point is like in terms of yes, it, like yeah, he's a role model. Argue, he shouldn't be doing that. Yeah, okay, yeah, and and like the like there is a debate within Japan itself about whether or not this is an appropriate uh, anime for kids to be watching because. There are there are young kids who are very interested in this and whatever. And again, like Andrew, I don't want to be the old man shaking his fist at the sky. Whenever we discuss TikTok on here, I always feel very old. I don't want to be <laughs> TikTok's a lot of fun. A... Do we do we talk about this? <laughs> on a related what? note, uh, I did I did almost find it like too much that in his um when they go to the spiritual cores. Tanjiro yes. Tanjiro is at his heart such a helpful person but he turns someone that, better no that he will help someone who is trying to find the one thing that will destroy him because by his nature he's like oh you need assistance of any kind I will immediately help you regardless thought, of the consequences that, to I myself I genuinely thought because of his soul being so pure that when that boy came out of Tanjiro's soul he cured his tuberculosis he had cured his tuberculosis <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, uh, and though on the so, other note, to bring it back to to Andrew's point, Rangoku, Rangoku has such a okay. will of survival okay. that he grabs that girl's throat when he's not even awake. Okay, you're jumping from she's one hundred percent dead. Oh, she's not though. Well, no, we but see she her is. Afterwards. Oh, she's afterwards. Like, That's uh, because the demons killed her. No, but did, what what he what he does to that? Um, like uh, he leaves uh, his uh, fingerprints on her throat. Um, yeah. Well, she was trying to kill well, him, no, no, to no, be okay. fair. It, like, it, it generally, like, it's only going to take about, like, 20 seconds or so. Yeah, to, like, to be fair, to, like, to, like... To kill somebody if you're doing it right, which Dar- is presumably what he's trying to do. Yeah. Like, Darren... Um, um, welcome Darren to Andrew's know? choking segment uh, of the hey, 250 Darren, podcast, sorry. recurring motif. Um, no, maybe it's more. Maybe it, 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 don't, no, it could be don't, seven, don't be seven seconds what if that, you do it right. Yeah, Rengoku. Don't try what Rengoku did. Okay. Yes. Um, Don't think and, that it's okay to and, kind of... So, Andrew, how would you rank Rengoku's choking technique next to Anton Chigurh's? Oh. Well, she she can she can kick and kind of get away. Kind of, and, and it, she it's with right one high. hand she as well. She could have kicked and gotten away. So, the... the the only, the only, the only thing you need to do in that situation is move backwards, because there's there's nothing kind of stopping you from from can, going can I, backwards. Can I also point out they, just they, to they, Darren? They, to Darren, Darren, if a child soldier is coming at you with a knife, uh, are you just going to let it happen? Wait, oh, wait, hold on. Why is this directed at me? What have, I, what have I done? Because wait, you're on. the one that is at most is getting the most angry at Rengoku, defending what? himself. No, I'm not. Andrew raised it. Andrew. Was... No, and, and I don't. I, I don't have a problem with 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 Rengoku defending himself. But, yeah. but like the 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 girl is definitively going to die in that situation. Plus, she should be able to kind of. Um, um, 
if if he's yeah he he needs to kind of get I, I, maybe it's cooler to kind of have that, that thing where it's like kind of like a chokehold. Like I mean, um, like he definitely wasn't choking her like properly. He was holding her up there. He was there. restraining her. He was restraining her. Else. The only reason you saw you, you the only reason you saw fingerprints was because in her when he was when she was in his spiritual core, you couldn't see his hand. So you're literally just seeing how much pressure he was putting on her neck. That's what the animation was showing. It's not that he it's not that he was leaving a huge dent in her throat. It's that there was actually no, but there the, was just the, no the, hand. It's that much pressure on somebody's throat it cuts off the blood to the brain. Yeah. Okay. To be fair, when we first watched um, this, when we first watched it and he did that, we were like, whoa. Well, we were, I, we were just in like, fairness, we were more impressed by his uh, instinctive reflexes. ability to protect his himself. Reflexes, his will to survive he's was in, insane. He's unconscious and he's still protecting uh, and, himself. And I, I, while I know, not killing her. He didn't kill her because she was survived. Like. She, she lived. I will it's say... Uh, me. Uh, oh, sorry. No, 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 no. How, Keep going. How how kind of um, uh, uh, perfect that character is. Okay. Oh, 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 love, okay. I we're doing Rick we're doing this now. Then we're doing this now. Oh, then. Oh, okay. oh no, like, Darren, 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 be very careful where you so tread beautiful. here. Uh, hold on, hold like, on. This um, we're talking about Tanjiro first. Is it like no, what's no, no, inside? No, no, no. I'm talking about Rengoku. No, I'm I'm, I'm talking about Tanjiro. Yeah. Oh, okay. He, then, he's like, if I died, that would put blood on somebody else's hands. He's such but a I sweet boy. Die. He's a sweet boy. He's such a sweet boy. He's so beautiful. There's the moment so... where, like, the t- where the TB kid goes inside. He's like, this is what's inside his soul? How is it so beautiful? It's like it stretches forever. And it's so warm. Darren inside has never your seen dream, an anime protagonist. Inside your soul, it was warm. Even though I was trying to destroy it. Why would you do that? The glimmering fairies inside your heart brought light into mine. Um... I it's genuinely a, was waiting for him to go and cured my tuberculosis. Yeah, it, like th- there's a real moment where Tanjiro like realizes the kid has tuberculosis and is like, "Damn, dirty demons sinking <laughs> so low as to use somebody with tuberculosis." But Tanjiro is a pure. That's the point of him. Tanjiro is a pure soul. He is sweet. Like even like the whole point is Darren when he's killing demon. Like and Andrew wouldn't see this when Darren when and sorry when Tanjiro is killing demons. During the series, he literally sees their 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 moments of humanity as he's killing them. He does not want to kill them, but he knows that he has to if he wants to get his sister back. And it's it's. I think the show. I think and I know I'm. Well, I think we're fifty fifty here. Thank God, I'm not the minority. Um, I think the show plays it very well of how conflicted he feels about having to end these lives because I think he knows that if he could kill the demon lord, he would also be saving these people. Mm. I mean, like even the even like the spider demon who was terrifying. All he wanted was a family, and God, yeah, it was messed up. And God, what he did to those people was horrible. But it's he, an he, just, he was a child when he was turned, and his mentality stayed as a child. And so he just wanted a family. So he kept building a family by turning people into demons. And I thought when you find out that um, he himself was a was you know an orphan, had no family, never felt the never felt love then he was turned into a demon by the demon lord we probably shouldn't focus too much on the show rather True. Than the yeah. movie. well i said spoilers on for that i, I, I know i know but uh, but that, then but again I, I then wondered then darren does that go back to your point of should this have been telegraphed earlier in his section in his arc or whether you were, were you okay with finding this out as he was dying 
what, find what out? The, the spider, the spider demon. Do you remember that arc? The, sp- the spider demon arc was probably, I, w- I think it was my favorite arc of the show because it was the one that actually functioned as a story. Um, and I quite liked the, and again, clever idea. Sorry, this is derailing into talking about demon, demon yep. uh, slayer just in general. Mm. But like, it's, it's the arc where you have the clever idea of, oh, look, Tanjiro's entire family was murdered when he went up a mountain and he found their dead bodies killed by a demon. And the demon, the mountain arc is like, oh, Tanjiro goes up a mountain and murders a whole family of demons. It's it's an interesting, huh. clever thematic inversion, but the show doesn't really do anything with it, which like, it, that's the kind of thing that it's like, that was the point where it's like, oh, are they going to do like, oh, okay. The reason why this whole thing is messed up is because when terrible things happen to us, we take them out on other people and we make other people suffer for them. And I don't feel like, the show ever really gets there if that makes sense i mean i disagree but i completely understand what you mean i mean the thing is i think tanjiro does suffer when he kills these demons yeah he feels uh, he feels the pain of ending these lives and you see it because he cries but that's not quite the point darren's making it oh that that should go further well no no it's it's just no. like i i don't like again and this is this is something that like i found like oh, part of me was wondering watching the movie and this is more a question for andrew did you get any sense of what the deal was with Nezuko, with the girl in the box? Yes, this yes. is one of my questions. No, no, no. Yeah, no. Fair. I, I, it's I, 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 I've written down, like, why is the sister locked up and gagged? Yeah. Why yes, is she a that pink is eye? fair. She's not, she, it, it's um, to make sure she doesn't bite anyone. Can I, can I take this opportunity yeah, to... Yeah, I didn't get that from the Yeah, that's fair. Uh, no, just... Why would she bite anyone? On the topic <laughs> of Nezuko, um... There were certain things, because I, I was waiting, I've been waiting for a while to watch this film, and... There were certain things that I felt were lacking, and Nezuko is definitely one. She's of them. barely in it. She is barely featured in this film. She's she, saved by Zenitsu at one point. Saved by Zenitsu, yeah. Who she could kill. What's that about? Well, um, well, hey, hey, no. But um, yeah, I, I definitely there was a distinct lack of Nezuko that I did not like. Yeah, I was. I she was has, not she here has for two this. moments where she saves people, and then she's in weird dreams, and there's nothing else yeah. really. And- and she's in weird, like, I, I, again, like, we'll probably come back to this because I do want to talk about, like, the Shonen Young Boy stuff because I think there's a lot of interesting stuff about Demon Slayer <laughs> there and whether or not it represents a shift in the industry. But, like, mm-hmm. and, and, like, one of the big things about Demon Slayer that people have talked about is, like, the show itself has reasonably strong female characters. Uh, <laughs> and the argument mm-hmm. is particularly for within the genre. And what I found really interesting about the movie or kind of strange about the movie is that none of that carries over like no. uh, Nezuka like she's never really explained what she's doing in the box and I know you, you like you're coming to it from watching the show but like there's no effort to ground her there's no effort to give her uh, any agency like she appears in the dreams of the other two boys of Enzuke and uh, Zenetsu Enosuke Enosuke sorry and Zenetsu but in in ways that are weird and kind of it's to show their mentality that's literally all no no i I know but that's that's all yeah that's all she has that's all she has that's all that we have to kind of you know yeah and the film that's all you get and also you get a cool action moment where she beats the crap out of the just to explain the box and it shields her from sunlight yeah so demons are killed instantly by the sun so So, that's why to make sure that he can travel with her she uh has to stay in the box until tonight well, is it also that, like, if it, people realized that there was a demon in the box? That too. Like, that would also not be... Also because she can't have... She, if she takes this mouthpiece off... 
it's also I, 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 it's also a narrative point of view with her having the mouthpiece on is that when she finally talks, it'll be the completion of Tanjiro's story that he has saved his he saved his sister. I think that's the whole point. That, that I, I've had a theory um, that the anime uh, slash manga will end. The manga has ended at this point, so I, I don't know yet. The manga will end with her taking off her piece as a human and talking to her brother, signifying that she, he has saved her. She is human again, and there is no worry of her hurting anybody. That's kind of why. I, that's kind of what I got. I, I see the um, math piece as. I found it difficult to. to, to... And this is this this is just me being like a complete kind of mm-hmm. outsider and not not being exposed to, I guess, an, an, an enough anime. We'll get you on to but punch I, your own I kept on feeling that um, of the the of, of of the main villain, and I kept thinking of Team yeah. Rockers. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah, That's he, all right. He is very flamboyant. He's very over the top. He's a little melodramatic yeah. for my taste. To, to be, be fair, honest, he, yeah. in my eyes, he wasn't even the true villain. That was a, that was a upper three, because when he showed up, that's in the in my opinion when that's when the film got going. That when the movie kind of, restarts yeah. forty minutes from the end, yeah, yeah, sort of. Is that forty yeah. minutes? The, it's when you start the, the next arc, basically when a arc an anime arc ends, but they introduce you to the next. Well, the, the whole thing is it's the it's the cusp, you know it's the usual thing they do. An anime the arc is is over. Oh, we can relax. Nope. nope. Here's a surprise to forewarn you that you think you're big you think you're, you know, big crap. You're not. Here's somebody who is levels above you. The world is much bigger than you think. Even though you fought something very powerful right now, here's something that is miles of legions above that one and is going to break your status quo because he because when he shows up, when Upper 3 shows up, he decimates um Rengoku. But that is the fundamental point of shonen. Every time your hero achieves something, achieves a new strength, ability, Friend. they're then faced with something to remind them a greater threat that they then have to try and catch up to that level. And weirdly, it always works because when he showed up, I was very excited. Yeah. I just—it's the animation as well. He looked really cool. Um, he's like—he's literally only fighting with his fists. There's a. And I don't know, I, I I hope I'm not the only one who got this, but there was a weird kind of Indian-style music that came with him, a score. Yeah, that I kind think. of, like... The, the way, that the way a movie did. generally works, though, is that you set... The, like, the, the, the movies generally do think lots of things when telling stories that this movie didn't do. Mm, agreed. So, like, it sets up who who are you dealing with? Um, like what? Do, what do they care about? Who's the who is the villain? Mm. And they generally face the the villain and are defeated. In this, they face the villain and seem to like. Def- he seems to defeat the villain straight away. Mm. Just generally not not the way that you create stakes for the, for, mm. for 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 the rest of the story. So and um, and then that they have to kind of come together, um, and combine in some way to to to, to which is to, a, which is a lot of times what happens in anime that usually it's yeah, the forces yeah. of of all the heroes taking on the one villain to defeat him and there is a certain amount of that but the, but that's after having um kind of handily de- defeated the the villain having kind of cut cut, cut his um yeah uh, head <laughs> off and it did that that it kind of the fact that you don't know who these people are and that the villain has already had their kind of power undermined sort of the the, the I feel like undercuts the story and then and then have, having 
having a, a conclude with a kind of like a beginning. As a well. new, a yeah, new bigger like, villain. Show well, did you, yeah. did you see? Especially you for somebody who hasn't seen the movie. Did you stay after the credits? Uh, there, there was nothing. There was, there is, we there we the stayed credits. until the end, but we didn't see anything. Yeah. We did stay there, until there, the very end. There is a credit. They show, okay. There's an after credit scene that shows you another Hashira. Uh, you know, Rengoku was the flame Hashira. This this uh, Hashira is the sound Hashira, Uzu. And um, they're, they're their next... It's basically the next step in their journey is... The Red Light District. Him, the yeah. Red Light District, which is basically... I think it's like a... The entertainment district. An entertainment district yeah, in yeah. Japan that they now have to go to and help him seed out demons. That's their next... That's their next thing. And that's the next season, which is in a couple of months. A couple of months. And what, also, did you see that in the cinema or was that yeah. just on streaming? No, no, no. Oh, so. We had to stay to the very end. I, I, we all kind of hoped. Actually, quick question, because I, I realize we haven't said this. Did you guys watch it dubbed or subbed? Yes. A dubbed was the only option available. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah I forgot because they went to the uh, cinema. Yeah, so I, I do feel I need to say something on this because mm. I watched the film in the cinema and I was disappointed because mm. it was dubbed and the voice actor for Tanjiro is atrocious. Everyone oh else my is okay. God. Everyone else is okay. He's so bad. Like, I don't know how anyone could... It threw me out of the film every time he spoke. It was too plain um, speaking and it was too straightforward. There's no nuance in how they were there speaking. There was just nothing. But then um, you listen to it in sub. Now, we did just today manage to uh, rewatch it in the proper subbed and it's so much better. There's more passion. There's more... So again, there's more passion. There's more nuance. These characters, it, there's something. It's it's kind of like the same kind of thing about how I've been watching. We've we've been watching Ragnarok. It's better to watch them in their native tongue rather than uh, dubbed over. Mm. Uh, it, there's very rare cases in Jap in Japan where the dub is better than the sub, at least in my opinion. Very rare. Um, <clears throat> once, but yeah, no, I just needed to vent on. Yeah, that Bree didn't like topic. Bree didn't like the dub. I felt I couldn't actually, and the thing is, because I knew I was doing this podcast, I was like, I don't think I can actually talk about the film until I've seen it in Japanese, because I it I was very distracted by Tanjiro's voice <laughs> throughout the film. I was just like cringing every time he spoke, so I needed to watch it properly again. Um, all right. I have some stuff I want to talk about with like Shonen and Shonen Jump and kind mm -hmm. of like stuff like that. But I like before we do that, do we want to just do a quick speed round in terms of the characters? Because I know that like yeah. people have strong <laughs> opinions about Rengoku and we'll get to him in a second. Um, Just like, again, to bring it back to uh, Lower Demon 1, a.k.a. the Train Demon, a.k.a. Uh, the Campus Man Alive. Um, I, that's, <laughs> Like yes. it, it, it was very odd because it like I was wondering what what is going on here. He really does sound like he is in a state of perpetual orgasm over the course of the movie. You're not Darren, wrong. when you he really tell people who listen to this podcast will go. Darren really hasn't listened to has really hasn't watched any anime. I'm but feeling not, so ecstatic. Will my appetite be satiated in full? Darren, I feel you scurrying around inside me. Like, Flail all you want, but I'll just regenerate. He says as yeah. like gigantic uh, tentacles. I did feel that some of his speeches went on a bit long. Yeah, yeah um, they, they were a bit overextended. Yeah. I feel I feel like um, um, Graham is the kind of the Tanjiro as well, kind of, of when when yeah. whenever we poke, uh, whenever we <laughs> kind of point out these, you know, seemingly obvious 
um, uh, sexual illusions in, <laughs> in, um, in, 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 in these things. And it's like, it's possible to, to, to watch the movie and not see these things. And I was looking at like bits and I was like, is this, is this, um, is, is this meant to be, um, kind of a, uh, like a, 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 some sort of a porn gif and it's like no no only a pervert would think that so thank you andrew um, thank you, you for that it. i appreciate that <laughs> yeah but they're, they're, like when i looked up this movie it had this like uh when when you're looking it up it um say on google it'll have like um it'll have be careful like, trailers and it'll have kind of short kind of clips at the top like whether whether you click on them or not one it, it looks it is like a a a, a boar head hanging out the window and there's like a another head like in it um on his uh, bottoms kind of like waggling like yeah. really quickly and stuff and um just to be funny <laughs> andrew hasn't seen what anosuke looks like without his boar i know i realized that uh, i was about to ask that yeah without his mask. Ano- yeah, yeah you've never but seen what anosuke looks like with his boar mask off i you get, get, to, you get to see it no show. i haven't i haven't yeah, you get to but, see it in the but, show. like the people who want to see like the 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 clip of 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 of, of that head like waggling in, in, in the, <laughs> he's a very um, pretty bo- he's a very handsome boy are I think that's one of the reasons he wears the mask he's yeah, too he pretty. Knows he's pretty he's too pretty to be taken seriously as a warrior that's somebody's thing <laughs> yeah <laughs> also zenetsu is also a kind of parody oh cuz whenever he falls asleep he is the strongest. I actually did want to ask Andrew about that. Were you confused at all when the absolute useless, most whining brat suddenly became a superstar and just defeated everything and then you, went you know, back the to sleep? You know, the yellow kid when he fell asleep? That, That's that the blonde guy. The, the, the blonde, blonde guy. guy. Yeah, when, he's, uh, he, 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 when, when he fell asleep, he all of a sudden... It felt like it was just kind of useful in order to... Um, no, it's, a, it's, a, it's uh, it, it, as as part of the love story. N- no, he no. is you. He is terrified of everything. He's literally like he's the worst demon slayer around. Yeah, but the, but the, the second the, the, he falls asleep. But there was an interesting thing in his subconscious. You saw an actual threatening person. Oh god, that was who, creepy. Who should be taken seriously? And the thing is, Zenetsu isn't even aware of this. He does not believe he can do any of these kind of things, and always attributes. Any uh, enemies defeated to anyone else who was around, even to a falls, child. So, like, at if, one he, if he's knocked unconscious or he just falls asleep, this inner power wakens wakes up, and he literally he, he only he, he only knows one form because he, he's well, that's all he was good for. But he's mastered it to the point where he can kill anything with it. Like you see it in the series, and when he does it, it's amazing. And I the whole point is he's a bit he's he's again there's a it's it's a parody trope. Uh, where you have this character who is literally only good at one thing, but the one thing they are good at usually saves everybody. Mm. That's the the button and, masher video and of game course, thing. Yeah, but yeah. For, he can never get for, any credit for it. No, he'll never get no. any credit for it, or he'll master it someday. For me, it, 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 um, watching it, kind of having not seen the show, mm. it kind of established that he had the hearts for. Oh, he for, does. For this he girl. does. And, and then, does. and then, and then he he is a hero for as long as it takes to kind of save her. And that that's yeah, kind that of even though crazy. she didn't need saving. Yeah, I don't know why she needed saving. She's way stronger than him. Really is. But the but the the, the reason that she did, um uh, had to be saved by him is because he had this kind of like romantic attachment to her. Yeah. Mm. 
and that that's that's kind of like for 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 some people you have to kind of I'd yeah. say Zanetsu was probably the second least represented character in this. Yeah, he's the second least. He does one cool thing and that's He's it. not really there's not much Inosuke has tons of screen time. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean and and yeah, I like I I do not care for Zanetsu as a character. <laughs> oh. You know what's funny? Loads of people think that he should be hated by the fan base. People adore him. No, I was one of those people who absolutely despised him. I like, I mean, visceral loathing. <laughs> it's discreet. What are you I, doing I, in my subconscious? You're not a pretty girl. I'm going to brutally murder you. I thought that was hilarious. I thought that was hilarious. And so did Braid. And then I was like, God damn it. After he got knocked unconscious during the first time and yeah. then was... I mean, the thing is, when, the, of... the, the thing that won us over... Do you want to say it? No. Oh, you're, sorry. 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 No, go ahead. No. No, go on. Graham, you've already No, I haven't. Great. I haven't. <laughs> I've, already, I've lost track of what I was saying, you so do it doesn't... Not... The thing that won you over. The thing that won me over... To oh, with Zanetsu. Yes, <laughs> sorry. Um, is the first time that, obviously, he gets knocked out and then... Oh! Oh, you're actually useful. Oh, you're actually kind of cool. Oh, but you're so annoying and useless all the rest of the time. Uh, oh, that's that's not what that's not what was for for me. Uh, what won you over, Graham? Uh, what won me over for Zanetsu was the fact that um, uh, you meet Zanetsu and Inosuke at the same time. Uh, Darren will know this. Uh, yeah, Andrew, during the, the you meet, drum you meet Zanetsu and and uh, Inosuke yeah. at the same time. The, there's a demon. He can like do weird things to a house. His power is that he can basically like you don't need to explain yeah, yeah. this. And basically, at the end of the arc. Zenetsu is told to protect um, the box that has... Uh, he isn't. He is. He's so. told to protect the box that has his demon, that, that has Tanjiro's demon sister in it. He freaks out because it's because it's the first time he's met Nezuko and he knows that she's a demon and he's a demon slayer and he should kill her. But at the same time, Tanjiro, who's been really nice to him, ha- asked him to help. So Inosuke finds out that Nezuko is in the box and says, right, I have to kill her. And Zenetsu puts himself in front of Nezuko's box, protecting her from Inosuke while he is pummeling Zenetsu. And it's actually quite a sweet moment because you know that he's a coward. He's an absolute coward. But when it when the chips fall, um, he's there for his friends. And he considers uh, Tanjiro a friend. So he protects Nezuko in a very vulnerable moment. I think you're kind of forgetting the best part of that. Well... He doesn't know that it's Nezuko in the box. I thought it was. No, he is only protecting that box because of how precious it was to Tanjiro. He knows that it was precious and important to him. He has no idea what's in there, but he's protecting it just because it mattered that much to him. And he gets really beaten up. Like, Inosuke beats the crap out of him. Tanjiro is taken aback by the fact of, like, you didn't even know what you were fighting to protect, only that it was something that mattered to me. Mm. That's kind of what that's what won me over. Also, cool lightning powers. I can't decide who I like least. Yeah, that is like a problem. The, the, I have that problem the, as well. Uh, yeah, like the, the no, Darren. I think means I don't. I don't really them. care for. I um, I like in Inosuke is um, like a, 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 Inosuke a jerk. Is, I, I, yeah, I, I, I like that he has a a boar head. He was raised um, in the mountains, and he's never known society. In fairness, I'm so I'm sad that they cut off the the last minute of the. Uh, the previous episode where he tries to attack the train because he believes it's a it's a demon 
In which, in which case, he was vindicated late during the film. He says, I was right. I should have just attacked the train. Mm. And it's like, yeah, fair enough. You were right. You know, good instincts. But he, he he's he's obnoxious, kind of. Tanjiro is a goody two shoes. Um, Zenitsu is um, kind of pervy, um, yeah, coward. cowardly. Yeah, yeah. And 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 and, and ne- uh, Nezuko isn't really given much to do. No, um, I honestly so agree. What about Rengoku. Okay, well, we'll get to Rengoku in a second. I'm going to throw a fireball out here. Are you going to say, say you agree? Um, no. <laughs> I'll I, always give I somebody... agree <laughs> in, in terms of, like, the characters in this film specifically. Honestly, the only one I'm particularly attached to is Nezuko, who we didn't see very much of. Yeah. I am fond of Tanjiro as our protagonist, but I'm I'm rarely... The protagonist in anything is rarely my favorite character. Yeah. Um. So yeah, a lot of these weren't the characters that I'm particularly invested in. Um, so there was I do I do understand what you mean about some of the characters can be an acquired taste, and I some they're not particularly mine either. So I agree. I'm gonna throw a fireball out there before we get to Rengoku because I suspect Rengoku is kind of there's gonna be a meaty conversation there. Fireball mm. here is that I would much rather spend time with Shinji from Neon Genesis Evangelion than oh any of you screw right off. <laughs> You screw right <laughs> off, Darren Maloney. He's Darren kind of... Maloney, I like that. Sorry. Okay. You, how of... dare you? How dare more you interesting. pick that jizzer? Like, interesting in a kind of a... A, a broken, like, a terrible, oh my God, terrible yeah. awful... He's an awful human being, but, like, this, the, the you script broke seems breed. to know... He's, what? You broke breed. Okay. Look, she's stuck. Let's see. Okay, okay. Graham. Okay, anyway, Graham. sorry. Sorry. Go on, Breed. Say something to okay, him. What? Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I, like, Shinji. Shinji's the Shin- worst. Shinji is Shinji. the worst. He's literally the he worst. Is the worst. Shinji is the worst. That's the entire premise. The, the, but like the movie understands. Sense. The movie understands that he is the worst. And I'm... the film understands that Tanjiro is adorable. Inosuke is a jerk, and Zenetsu is a coward. No, but Darren, since the um, Neon, Va- uh, Le- Neon Genesis, Neon Genesis of Valiant, um. I have used that as a phrase in my day-to-day life. Mm-hmm. Shinji is the worst. Whenever I say something is the worst, whenever Graham, just goes... Whenever Graham says, ah, oh, so-and-so's the worst, I'm like, no, Shinji's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> that like, for the that. last few years. Seriously, since, okay. since that podcast. Nothing okay. else has allowed to be described as the worst in my presence. So you prefer to be, so you prefer to be with the worst t-shirt. human being other than I these two... I should get a t-shirt. Yeah. Ugh. We will. Yeah. We'll oh, put that in the store, the two fifty store. You can buy Shinji as the yes, worst on, on, on our Patreon. Huh? <laughs> all right, all right, fine. We I should get... actually like like how the, the if yeah. nobody if nobody wants one, we don't print we them just or whatever. Make any. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, we should we should put that up just to see. We should figure out. Um, all right, um, and then okay, let's talk about Rengoku then. Yeah, I get the sense there's a lot of energy about Rengoku here. I mentioned at the start of the podcast. Big Oscar controversy that this didn't get a nomination for Best Animated Feature, despite being the highest grossing movie of 2020, the highest grossing anime film of all time, the highest grossing film Japanese box office. I think there was also a little bit of outrage that Rengoku was left off the in-memoriam reel um, at the Oscars. <laughs> last year. I think the closing credits... characters. The closing credits made a very strong pitch for him. I, myself and Andrew were sitting in the theater looking at the closing credits and like just I loved how into Rengoku they were. Well, it is it's his like, arc. It's literally his film. If you think about it, Mugen Train is about him. We get his whole story. We get his motivation. We get 
we like especially for kind of do who, yeah i sort of agree with you yeah Graham. like it's yeah. his film like because if you think about it if you just if you watch it from rank goku's point of view then they're just side characters everyone else is just an extra and this is his mission that's why like the, the opening attack the opening assault on a demon is him cutting a demon's head off from behind when he like jet propels himself across a, across a carriage cuts the, the demon's head off and then jet propels back and says i'm done like it's amazing well, i mean and say, oh, sorry and i mean he should have ingratiated himself to andrew by like the way he was introduced oh he did because we, we talk on this podcast about food waste and how nobody in mm. these movies that we watch oh, values values food appropriately enough the way that we are introduced to Rengoku is him repeating the word tasty after literally every bite that he eats. There is no food waste for Rengoku. No. He is a no. character who rejects the idea of food waste. Every bite must be appreciated for its own worth. So I was kind of wondering, like... I, I like the idea that you have in Justice League as well of, like, all of this superpower stuff requiring calories. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, uh, the, that's the heightened metabolism. They need it. Yeah. But like, I like that it's not like he doesn't eat gruel. He eats food that tastes good. He's eating like, bento boxes by the truckload. Yeah, I've had those bento boxes on on like Japanese trains, and they're surprisingly good. I I, I don't they're, I don't disbelieve you. It was uh, it was like a thousand yen at the time, is which that a was lot? like I think about seven euros. Oh, okay, Did you get a um, lot? and you get a bento box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know I would I would agree like it is Rengoku gets the arc Rengoku gets the most backstory Rengoku gets the development Rengoku gets like Rengoku the, Rengoku gets the a, such a sad dream The interesting thing for me with Rengoku is that they from when we first met him in the show they completed that part of his arc when we first meet him in the show it is basically Chandro's on trial in front of the Hashira for protecting a demon his sister and um Rengoku is one of the loudest advocates for she's a demon, kill her, there's no exceptions, there's no excuses, there's no reasons, just kill her. And then at the end, he says to Tanjiro that he saw what she did, he believes in her, trusts her, and recognizes and acknowledges her as a member of the core, which was a nice kind of just callback to the first point we met him. If you had watched the show. That's the sad. No, I listen. I, I, I'm, I'm agreeing. Like, yeah, yeah. the more I think about it, it is kind of sad that you do need to watch the show to for all of these impact. Because I you will really say, do. I was crying when he died. Aww. I cry. Also, there's something about there's something about like wayward fathers and like sons looking for uh, their approval, approval that gets me all the time. Gee, I wonder why. Um, and it's just it's such a powerful moment uh, between him and his father. Uh, him and his brother, like he, it, yeah. Senju, and we're his obviously mother. going to meet him. Yeah, I'd yeah. say we're going to meet Senju in a future yeah. in a future arc. I'd say he's going to be given the sword, and Senju's going to try and become a demon slayer as well. And that would make sense. Yeah, yeah, that's usually what happens. It kind of sets up that that he's going to be mentored by this person, and yeah, yeah. he Definitely. loses his mentor. And also, he like he has the best fight scene in the whole film. Rangoku has far, easily, yeah. and I'm not talking. I'm talking about the upper upper three. When him and when those two have that duel, well, it the lasts forty minutes. Is... It arrives yeah. like it arrives forty minutes from the end. So you're an hour and twenty minutes into the movie, and it's like, okay, the train has been derailed, the demon has been defeated, and it's like, oh wait, 
Who's another that? one has arrived, and then there's, <laughs> but then there's a like a forty minute fight sequence that follows, and like I, I like the animation is is good. Like to, to it give bothered it. me, it bothered me that they were like, oh, uh, we better help. It's like no, no, we would only get in the way. They'll be too fast for us. Well, that is a then that is a trope that you're too. They're going to be oh, too yeah. fast. Would be a hindrance. But like you, you, you don't kind of do that thing where you, you know, where 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 you show like kind of like a fist, and you, you just see the kind of like the thing, and everyone like moving fast. There is a lot of stopping, and kind of like <laughs> o- holding like holding a distance away from each other. Where like. Of course, somebody could come in and just, it's very obvious who I, you're I would have said, though, that if, in that situation. I, watching it, I'd say if Inosuke had tried, because the thing is, Tanjiro was injured. Like, he's properly injured in that fight, in, after that fight. I'd say if Inosuke had tried, he'd have been killed. I, I want to just, I'm sorry, in the interest of honesty, when we rewatched this earlier, mm. at that exact moment, mm. you said, Why isn't Inosuke moving? Because I was worried. I was I worried about yeah. Goku. This is I my this is my this is my illogical brain going going help Rengoku help him it's passion yeah. but this is my exactly. logical brain going now saying oh, if Inosuke had okay. jumped in okay. Inosuke would have been blood pizza right different sides no of the that's brain. post gotcha. that's post talk exactly you, you were right the, f- the first time to say like why isn't he running in because because they they're kind of like we couldn't run in because we had accidentally like hit Tanjiro or we but couldn't Tanjiro run had a wound we that we they're going up. too fast and yeah. it's yeah, like, and then they're Inosuke, separate yeah, and they're, Inosuke, they're conversing and they're conversing. <laughs> well, I'm, yeah, like, yeah. The, the, the it's like we don't need to duel. sit here and listen to them talk. We <laughs> could think, just kind of come and. Train I think their duel them. was also not only a duel of like literal fists and blades; it was also a duel of their ideologies. Like, yes. he was talking about how you could become better than you are. You haven't reached your peak yet, and if you come with me, you could. You, you could live for centuries and become the most powerful thing on the planet. Uh, but then you have Rengoku, who's like, no, I, I'm human. I was meant to wither and die, uh, you know, on the vine. This is, this is, this is the beauty of being human that you've lost. And, and even like the guy, even like in the upper three, he's even like, at one point he notices that he's killing him. Mm. Says, you've got to stop. If we go any further, you're going to die. Please mm. let me turn you into a demon. And then he waits too long, and then Rogoku's like, "I got gotcha. you." They did utilize a very interesting. They kind of reversed a trope, um, and used it very well yeah, to kind of manipulate. I was definitely completely taken by it. I know a lot of people who watched it were, and um, there is a ongoing trope in a lot of shonen anime that uh, a lot of times a villain will see a young hero with potential. And we'll say, oh, like in a couple of years after some training, you're going to be really powerful. I want to see how powerful you get. And they don't kill them because they want to see how powerful and then fight them at their peak. So when I heard that, I was like, oh, thank God. That means Rengoku's not going to die. He's safe because that's an established thing. That's an established trope. And they, yeah, obviously used that against us. Yeah. When I saw, because it's the opposite with me, when I saw Upper Three show up, I was like, oh, Rengoku's going to die. But you said you went back and forth. Yeah, I went you, back and yeah. forth because then that line of dialogue showed up and I was like, oh, good, we have an Ahsoka situation. Different anime. Different. Um, I, it's another anime where characters are like, I'm going to let you guys, I could kill you now, but I'm going to let you grow into to. adults. And then potentially you'll be able to kill me, which I well, want. Like, this is the this is the thing, right? So, like, I asked earlier, like, what is Demon Slayer, the movie Mungu Train, about? And, like, 
trying to figure out what it is. And like as mm. close as I can get to getting like a proper philosophical <laughs> read on like what this movie is saying in a grand scheme of things, um, is this we this idea, this incredibly basic idea of the nobility of service, um, and the idea of like duty and 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 honor and like yeah, dignity, I got that and like too. so you have like the, the framing. It's very on the nose. Well, though. Okay, well, okay. And I, I don't think anyone needs okay. to be told. Either. Okay, can, okay. Like no one in the movie. Yeah. Well, that that's it's nobody learns a lesson or no or nobody has a challenge or grows. Like, like use okay. your gifts for the sake of the yeah. world. And it's like, yeah, that's what they're um, doing. But like, oh, you have the like the framing device of like the walk through the cemetery with all of the kind of like deceased demon slayers, and you have the kind of monologue from the guy talking about like no matter how many lives the demons snuff out, what they can never extinguish are the bright embers of a human spirit. No matter how often we are beaten down, in the end we will rise up to fight again. And you have like in the climax fight between Rengoku and like the upper three demon it's like you know you come on join me give up your principles and your value and your duty and your honor join me become a demon we could do this forever you could live forever and ignoring like what Andrew says which I think is a valid dramatic point which is you never for a second believe that Rengoku is gonna say uh, maybe there's never yeah. a moment where you believe there's any actual tension there. There isn't really anything appealing. Let's put yeah, it it's like they kind of live together, live forever, and do what? Like what? What, what do I get? Yeah. Kind of out, 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 out of that? Like do I? Do I? Do I? Do I? Do kind of. Well, you could argue that like you should. You should have just kind of, um, maybe said like like um, I'll I'll. Well, I don't know. Anyway, sorry. I think a more I think a more realistic threat for Rengoku would have been to target the other two or the passengers, because, yeah, or no, the um, Tanjiro and Anosuke. I think maybe for him, targeting the young, upcoming future of the Demon Slayers might have been a better threat to motivate him, maybe. Yeah. But like, but like the thing is, there's never any real sense that being a demon is like fun or enjoyable or ends in any way apart from brutal death and eternal suffering. Yeah. Um, uh, they get cool powers and they have immortality, and but you know. they're never happy. They're like they're, they're uh, those pe- that that girl with the eyes in her hands and uh, sorry with the ball and the guy with the eyes in his hand. They were definitely happy. They were pretty. They were very sense. happy. Also, the, the demon with the uh, drums on his chest. He was definitely happy was in he that happy? house. I don't think he was. Yes, happy. he was. He was wandering around. Just anyway, anyway, anyway. Back to the, the question though of like what it's about and like why the appeal of it is because I did a bunch of Google. It might be a good e- existence for like. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, Darren. For I like that. Thank um, you for that, Andrew. Um, <laughs> like the day a Jared Leto might see the appeal. Yeah. Of this. In, um, in, what, yeah. <laughs> What I will say, because it is more than 30 seconds to Mars, you need a good lifetime to get there. Um, But like one of the big things in terms of like trying to understand what the appeal of it is and reading interviews with cultural commentators, reading articles, um, there's like a Japanese movie commenter, um, Yuchi Medea, who argues that like one of the reasons why the movie is the the TV show has found such an audience is that, you know, um, audiences associate the protagonist with traditional values that many fear have been forgotten. People in high positions act according to that uh, noblesse oblige, the samurai and so on. Those at the top should become a shield for weaker ones using their strength to protect them. That's absolutely missing in modern Japan. And this idea that it is a fantasy of service, particularly in the middle of like the coronavirus panic. And this is kind of where I, I find myself. I I don't know what I make of it. Because, like, the Demon Slayer core is is incredibly militaristic. They are wearing 
military uniforms from the era mm-hmm. in question. Um, it is it is set um, during is it the the Tashira sorry the Taisho era, which is the one between the the Meiji and the Showa era. Uh, which is notable for being an era of modernization in Japan, of liberalization. Yeah, you see, you see it in the you see it in the series where Tanjiro goes from the mountains to the city to an actual city. Yeah, and like the the idea that the train is is surprising to to Inanoke. Like the train is something that is not ever no, but not everybody in Japan knows what a train looks like. And, and Tanjiro's logic, I believe, was ah, it must be a spirit of the land. Yeah, it's the garden of the land. And Zetsu's just what is wrong with you? Tim? Yeah. But like, but like that you the thing is though, like you have this is set during this era of massive social change in Japan, and it's set during an era where Japan was arguably more liberal than it was during the the Meiji period, which is where a lot of this stuff is set in the Showa period, which is obviously a huge period of Japanese history that follows. And so you have like you know universal male suffrage, the founding of a communist party, the opening of bars, the relaxing of social norms in terms of clothing, the emergence of industry and modernization, and like watching Demon Slayer, it always feels like modernity is treated as something monstrous and evil like when he meets the demon like the 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 head demon he's dressed in casual clothes in a suit mm. in a bright part of town it's mm. a train that the demon's taken over and it it feels like the demon core is like this old military institution that is upholding like values as they used to be or as they should be and like the whole thing is like the restoration of um, you know the the sister and the family um, as compared to the demons which are portrayed as kind of like camp you know out there flamboyant weird I, I don't know I just I, I maybe maybe I'm just reading too much into it but it does it watching it it does feel a little bit like it's like no there's a there's a right way for things to be and things will should be the way that they used to be and the fact that things are changing are scary to me um, I don't know. I just like again. Pardon me. Like, Darren, are you reading into it that there's like a kind of conservative, conservative uh, attack, like uh, or defense going on? Yeah, it's rather simplistic. Yeah. The, uh, I mean, that's. I mean, you have seen how the a Hashira dress, right? What to how um, the, the Hashira dress? What the, like there is no. They are flamboyant. But they're they're, know, they're all wearing they're wearing uh taisho era military uniforms under there like the brown cap well, they are a military government but also there's the fact that they're like they uphold very well just to be clear they're not a, a government they're not the government they're not they, the they government are not sanctioned. the government they're a paramilitary organization sanctioned. yeah no like they operate with with like no oversight whatsoever they just do what well, they do they have the master yeah but they have their own rigid hierarchy and structure anyway sorry i i'm not qualified to talk about this but this is just like something that really struck me when it was like yeah we love Demon Slayer because it's it's about like how simple the world is and how simple the world should be, and it's set at a time of social change, and demons are inevitably associated with social change in that it's like they are literally the train. They're living in like the urban areas where like that's developing now. The the head demon is dressed like he looks like a westerner. I I don't know. Anyway. But he's from the he's he's literally from the ancient times. Oh, he is. But he, he himself is literally from like probably I'm, the beginning of time. But he looks more modern than Tanjiro, who was only born he's only twenty years sight, ago. Anyway. Especially when he becomes a train. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but there's also the it fact looks that like um, th- those are only two Ghostbusters too slow. <laughs> yeah, those are only two examples. The rest of the demons are actually all hidden in, in rural areas like mountaintops villages they attack wanderers on the roads but so that but like the whole that itself is but the whole I, thing I is think, sorry 
no, no, go on, go on. No, I was going to say, like, the thing, like, the, the thing with the spider demons at the top of the mountain, though, is that, like, they're a counterpoint to Tanjiro's family, which were murdered on a mountain by demons, right? But they're not a natural family. They're a grotesque parody of a family. They're a bunch of people who don't have any blood relationship to one another whatsoever. And, you know, I mean, like, it's 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 demonstrated to be an abusive relationship. It The, the show is like, oh, this is perverse and weird. And it is because you see how the characters behave to one another. But it, yeah, it the feels... father is, you think the father's the main villain for the whole part of the arc. Yeah, and then you but it's, realize, the son. Oh, it's, it's the son. It's the son who's running it. It's the younger generation who is doing this. Like, anyway, I don't, like, I'm not qualified to say. This is just, like, running through my head when I'm watching it. Like, is this what's going on there? And, like, this is because, this is why I was asking you, like, what is it about? Because I don't know what it's about. And it's like... I'm trying to figure it out, and these are the pieces that are going together in my head. I suppose it's, is it because you haven't seen the full story? Maybe. Like, technically, you could see, if you wanted to, you could read the manga, see it from beginning to end, and you would know how, I suppose you would know the full scope of the story, where it takes the characters, how they evolve, how whether they evolve or not. Um, and I suppose that's the, I suppose that's the kind of the unique experience we've had with this film that's made it kind of frustrating to talk about at times, because... Yeah, the- like the, it's a, it's a the movie film. could help people, you know, if it was if it was compelling kind of in itself. Um, to more 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 people might come to the to the property. Uh, I think. All right, sorry. Before we wrap up, I just I wanted to talk a little bit about like the broader cultural context of like Demon Slayer and particularly in terms of like shonen manga, because uh, as we mm. discussed, like shonen manga, shonen means young men. And one of the interesting things about Demon Slayer is that um, Jump has, like, tried to capitalize on the success of it. So there's been a whole bunch of uh, similar... And uh, Actually, we should clarify to listeners the way that Jump works, and I believe Graham and Bree can correct me if I'm wrong here, is that they run a series of, like, serialized narratives. And people, when you buy a magazine, you get a postcard. And on the postcard, you grade from your favorite manga to your least favorite manga. And then Jump will read the results, and then that will determine the way in which it prioritizes, gives space, yeah, advertises. There is a there's a poll that happens yeah. a lot, and then there's internal polls in those where they'll do character polls uh, of individual characters from mangas, yeah. which is then published all around the world yeah. in really extravagant fashion. Oh yeah, Andrew, we're putting a pit. I'm just I'm marking out territory. I'm going to come back to in a second, Andrew. Trust me on this. Um, hmm. Because I like you even see with the Marvel kind of cinematic universe, it's a whole lot of characters that people would have kind of mightn't have have voted for, <laughs> you know. But it, but it, it's it 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 it's it's and kind of like the more it expands, you kind of take other characters and want to expand upon them and like take whatever is sort of interesting about them, rather than and 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 that that's more it's more interesting creatively to kind mm. of think about what sort of story do i want to tell rather than what sort of story do somebody do, do, tell you what do story you want to, to tell, tell? Well, well we'll come back to that because that's one of the big debates that's kind of happening uh, around this what i want to say is i want to say something nice about demon slayer um so no 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 because it, like, it took what did it take two hours hold, hold on graham two graham two hours graham, before graham, we, nice. we, sp- we spent you, you should be glad that we spent two whoa, hours okay, talking okay, about whoa that. andrew whoa <laughs> hey i hey now whoa, i have lots loads of, other things of friends we, we also watched the friends that love this uh, anime no, no, we're not okay several several things to unpack first of all graham and breed <laughs> thank you for taking the time to talk with us we're very glad to have you <laughs> I, I love that I, I love that it sounds like I'm chiding Andrew it's like Andrew get in your box um, se- se- get in the box till the night <laughs> second, second thing is 
Oh yeah, God. just like with your bamboo, <laughs> get on, get on the box on my back, and I can carry you on a train. Um, so yeah, no. A uh, second thing is, it's good that we have a diverse range of opinions on here. I think that's a healthy in terms of debate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and third thing I would point out is we did open this podcast with a solid forty minutes talking about all the records this had broken, how this was a cultural yeah, phenomenon, and true. how much people love it. To be fair. So I don't think, like, I don't think myself and Andrew... But we weren't talking party. about people, Jadaren. We were talking about you. Oh, thank you. I wasn't talking about anyone. I was. <laughs> okay. Yeah. What, what I... It doesn't matter if there are any Yeah, we, we don't matter at all. We actually, like, uh, we say that as the two it's people who run the podcast. Kind of like... We do not matter. But, I mean, what I was going to say, I was going to say something nice about, like, about this, right? Which is... We talked about how Jump have tried to capitalize on the success of it, and they've tried to do more demon-focused manga. they tried to do more sibling-focused manga because they think that's where it might be. Uh, But what's interesting about Demon Slayer is that it has broken out, and it's actually become a huge hit with female readers. Um, There was a survey conducted by Animate Times where the female respondents um, asked about Demon Slayer outnumbered the male respondents by 217 to 99. Statistics say that like oh. women are buying this in, in bulk. It has a huge female fan base. Um, it has been suggested that the author, and again, this is one of those things where this is going to segue into something that I think Andrew alluded to there that I kind of want to talk about. It's been suggested the author might actually be a woman as well in her 30s. Um, the figure, she goes by the name of Gota J, or they go. Yeah, I was really, because I noticed they say them yeah. when they're talking about the uh, uh, manga. Yeah, nobody knows who uh, Gota J is. Um, they were recipients of the 70th Jump Treasure Newcomer Manga Award in 2013 and have since drawn several uh you know kind of one shots for it but like at and again it's it's notable that like it has this fan base and it's provoked this culture this discussion uh in japanese culture because like i think it was about two years ago one of the editorial board at jump was asked do you ever think that there will be a time when a woman edits shonen jump magazine and the editor said, I, I guess legally I have to say yes, but I don't really think it's going to happen. And then Jump, somehow doubling down on the controversy, issued a press statement when they were asked about it and said, you know, it is not unprecedented. There are women at Jump Plus and publications like Young Jump have had female editors in the past. Women's fashion magazines need people who understand women's fashion regardless of gender. But for shonen manga, it is important to understand the hearts of boys. So you had this whole debate about whether or not like shonen, which is seen as like a young male genre, needs to kind of open up. Mm. And it's kind of nice that like it's prompted this debate in Japanese culture where it's like actually maybe these stories aren't just for boys. Maybe they are for women as well. And maybe they should they play. They're written by women. They're edited by women. But to bring it back to the point that Andrew made, um, because I think this is and and this is probably we will close on this. I know we've taken up everybody's time. But I do think it's it's an important part of this. This replacing Spirited Away as the highest grossing movie of all time at the Japanese box office and as the standard bearer for um, anime in general is interesting in how it reflects global trends. You will notice um, if you are watching the movie, it does not have a single writer credit. Um, the writing, it was written... By UFO, oh, right. UFO table, which is a yeah, UFO table. Yep, yeah, UFO table, which is a kind of a table or a group of people. They're not credited individually. Um, the press 
uh, for the original manga, as we mentioned, is not conducted through the author, but is instead conducted by the editor of Jump Magazine, which is Katayama. Um, he speaks for it. We talked about how so much of the direction of it is focus grouped. And we've talked about how a lot of the press around this has seen this as a rejection of when we talked about when we talked about the Maizaki movies, when we talked about the Ghibli movies, we talked about them as incredibly personal pieces of work for the authors. We talked about how for Spirited Away, how that was very deeply rooted in like Maizaki's personal experiences and his perspectives. Mononoke is is like his thesis statement on how he sees the world. Um and the argument is that this replacing Ghibli is a push away from autourism and a push away from distinctive vision and instead is a move towards um, a different sort of creative project. And and there's an article in The New Yorker from Matt Holt. I recommend reading it. But he basically says, like, Maizaki's films are meditative, self-contained stories created and financed independently outside of the traditional corporate production committees that sustain commercial Japanese animation. He is an auteur who wears his politics on his sleeve, pens his own scripts, insists on checking nearly every frame himself, and has long resisted merchandising his creations. In contrast, the hyperkinetic Mugen Train is the latest installment in a series envisaged as a mass-market multimedia product from the very start. Tellingly, the vast majority of media coverage has focused on its box office success instead of its director, Horu Sataza, or its writers, who aren't credited individually, but under the name of the production company. And the idea that, like, a lot of the press that you're seeing, there's some commentators here um, talking about, I'll, I'll dig up the exact quote here. Um, their people are asking, like, is this going to be seen as an anime classic in five years? So are people going to look back on this in the way that we look back on Spirited Away now? And an argument that, like, this is a result of a lot of, like, we talk about this with American movies. Andrew talks about this quite a bit, and he's entirely right, where we talk about how modern American movies are produced arguably more for the international market in particular say for china with an eye on international box office and it's been suggested that like demon slayer is not necessarily specifically japanese in the way that say we associate um spirited away with being particularly japanese or uh, princess mononoke being specifically japanese stories um, a lot of the money coming into modern japanese animation is, is flowing from american studios as we mentioned netflix for example is coming in and seeing it as a global market and there's an argument that studios are being forced to sharpen up their act from a commercial perspective and here's a quote from um Keltz, from roland Keltz, the author of uh, jap america one of the thesis studies of japanese culture in the 21st century he says the industry is realizing that their job is to deliver a product that now has a global audience. Our generation has realized that anime is entertainment. It is not art. And I do wonder, again, probably being a bit sensationalist, probably being a bit old man shakes his fist at the sky. But I do wonder if there is a shift there in that, like, is this the future of anime or anime April? that we're moving away from these kind of distinctive curated visions of like individual filmmakers and not just like Maizaki. Like, I mean, we talked about how, you know, for example, Grave of the Fireflies um, is a distinctly personal story. For example, we talked about even Akira is something that could only have come from one person's imagination. Like, is this the future? Do we think is this? I, I think so. And I think it's kind of like giving people what they want. It's like, and what they want is something that they think is, 
cool. So it's like more of this, more um, like, um, oh, can't wait till I see the next level of this cool thing. It's even cooler now. And that, 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 that there is a kind of a, a, that it's feeding an appetite rather than feeling like it's, it's breaking it's the ground. Somebody or, expressing yeah. themselves. Sorry, I, I feel like, sorry, that may have been a bit grim. I apologize for that. No, I'm a little Super torn. Down. I'm a little torn on this because on one hand, I am very sad to see um, Miyazaki knocked off the pole position because I do firmly believe he oh, deserves no. it. What? He's got a tongue. He's he's fine. Can actually like before oh, before okay. we move on, I have actually sorry. Okay, two, we have two quotes from Miyazaki about this, and they're both great, and I just want to get them out there. So sorry to cut you off. Oh, I think I know these. Oh, you know this one, do you? I think I know these. Yeah. Okay. When asked, so Miyazaki was approached by Japanese press uh, while he was cleaning the street on which he lives, because that's something he do he does because yes. he's very environmentally friendly. Ray told me these. Yeah. So oh, yeah, I read these. Oh, to oh fantastic! Yep. Yeah. So, so yeah. for listeners, Maizaki was approached and asked, "Had he seen the Demon Slayer film?" And his response was, "I don't watch TV. I don't watch movies. I'm a retired old man picking up trash." When asked how he feels about it grossing more than Spirited Away, he said, "Oh, that sort of thing isn't worth worrying about. There's always inflation in the world. Right now, I have to pick up trash." However, there are also reports from within Studio Ghibli. That like when Maizaki was told that this movie was in development, his response was that kind of film would be a hit, and to us it's a rival. Um, so it is it is interesting. Sorry, to, sorry to cut you off there, Breed, but I did I did like that. Right no, now, no, I that have to is fair. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I I actually did love that mentality of yes. I mean, you're asking me these questions, but my focus is on yeah, this yeah, trash. right here. You must understand yeah. this. Um, but yeah, I am torn because this. As we've we've kind of all I think agreed, even Graham, that it's this isn't this doesn't work as a standalone film. Like this doesn't work as you can just sit down and watch this film. It just doesn't. Um, and for it to be a representation of Japanese culture in that sense, that is a little off-putting. But on the other hand, it is great oh it's always great to see anime getting further acclaim for the yeah. praise hopefully it'll push more and more opportunities for some of the there's some amazing smaller studios in japan that maybe haven't had the international success and it would be amazing to see them maybe possibly get that so perhaps this might open some doors well and graham sorry mm-hmm um, Are you okay? I feel. Was, I feel no, like. Have I no, been? No, that was a real downer. No, have I been an asshole? That genuinely made me feel sad. I'm so, sorry. Um, I didn't mean to be an asshole. I'm sorry. I didn't. <laughs> it wasn't an asshole. No. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's just. Um, I don't know. I. I was very happy. For, I was very happy to see this film. I liked the fact that it is an. It is a strange event that anime films have been doing for a long time, where they've been doing maybe. Like again, they've been it over the years. It has been increasing where these films connect the, to the anime more so than being one shots or OVAs or uh, um, filler, uh, being filler. And so, I liked the event of it. I liked the fact that I got yeah. to see an event. I got to see basically a six. I don't know an arc. Yeah, about a six, about seven a six episode, episode uh, thing. 
on the big screen. And to say that this is setting up a dark, grim future <laughs> where... Sorry, I may have oversold it. I apologize. No, 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 no. Like, I mean, you were reading mainly from um, various outlets. Uh, to say this is setting up a dark, grim future where there will be no more, no more art coming out of Japan because <laughs> of success going into Japan is is terrible. I, I, like, I, is is far too cynical for my liking. I, I love anime and I love manga because... For the for the majority of it, I have never found them to be doing it simply for the cash grab, simply for the international market, uh, which has dominated Hollywood now for years. And that's why I love anime so much, because it, it, it kind of scoffs at that. And that's why I've loved Ghibli for so long, because it, it moves away from that. And... I would hope that you know this isn't what happens. And like to to, to, uh, to be to be clear, actually, I I should say this to be clear, Graham. I I'm not actually like singling out anime in this. Like this is I think this is a global concern. Myself and Andrew have talked about it with regards to American film industry in general as well. Like it, this mm. is not like a oh dear God we're hand wringing about something that is happening on the far side of the world. It's more something that we think it, that I think or I am concerned is happening mm. to media in general. And it's it's interesting to see that it is not just American media, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, I'm not, it's American I, I, media also influencing another country. Yeah, yeah. And, and like as somebody who who kind of you know wants to consume all these sorts of things, like I'm 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 always surprised at our ability to kind of wreck your body. Yeah, sorry, I, I know. <laughs> it's like hun- hundreds hundreds of millions of people like are are can join you in enjoying you know, this. Much like Miyazaki, who holds his politics on his sleeve, I hold my heart on my sleeve, and it's very easy to uh, get get to me, as Breed will attest yeah. to. Okay, She's a big bully. <laughs> wow. 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 wow okay wow yeah i shouldn't have said that she's gonna beat me when this podcast is over well, um, uh, bridge is made of uh rubber and you're made of glue oh no everything you say bounces off of her and not to you yeah all right i don't think we are going to top that sentiment so before we go just one last round anything that we haven't talked about already that anybody wants to talk about and graham breed this is your chance to like if myself and Andrew have been harsh, like just jump on the celebration bandwagon, get the speaker out, tell us what it is that you absolutely adored about this. Um, no, one last thing I do want to say in terms of why I think this film was so successful. Um, COVID did shut down all the animation studios, and I think a lot of people were kind of hankering for the next arc of anything. Mm. And this, this is here. We can see this. COVID okay, shut down one I'll watch pi- this. COVID shut down One Piece. There were a lot of people who went back and knowing that this would be the one thing that was coming out, mm. watched season one of Demon There's Slayer. There's a lot of factors that made this so just popular, so popular. They could get some new anime material, and I do think that was a big factor in this. Mm. Yeah, it feels like a lot of stuff has become a sort of compulsive by default in the, <laughs> the last pandemic, kind of year. Yeah. So. yeah, yeah, that's fair. It's like, oh, every, you have to watch this. It's like, why? It's like, it's like what else will we do? <laughs> we have a friend. Contemplate our mortality. Friend Simon. He yeah, we knows. can't go to the pub. <laughs> it's it's interesting because it's it's funny because um it was it was stated earlier in the podcast that you know the comics industry is not doing great in the West, but but manga is on yeah. the rise. Yeah. Like, like it's nothing new, but like it's continuing to grow, and I think it's because, and this is always interesting, is that Demon Slayer is now finished. There might be a sequel, fra- sequel 
series down the line, but then that but that might be years down Graham. the line. But Demon Slayer itself is a contained story that has now finished. Two two words, and, one of which is hyphenated. Mm-hmm. Rengoku spin-off, apparently. Rumor has it that he really? may be getting I, like, a, like, rise up to the prequel. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. I don't know if J- Japan aren't really known for their spin-offs. Yeah, they don't really. They don't do really that. do that. But is this an example of like it embracing the next generation? Is this an example of it I, embracing a more American mm-hmm. style of franchising? Crap. So, so are you saying this is a rumor or this is like actually happening? Or I believe I read a rumor, but I will quickly check this if you continue talking. Because I, mean, I can't. Is, I can't see it. Zenitsu um, moves to Seattle. <laughs> uh, uh, and he opens with, up, with, and, and like it's a radio, it's brother. a radio, ch- yeah. it's a radio they have channel. A radio show. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. With his bro- he's he's there taking care of his old mentor. Yep, it is a short spin-off series about Rengoku, the Flame Pillar. Is yeah, in there work. you go. See, that's that's limited. That's a limited uh, run. Yeah, a that's limited basically like going to show you his beginnings. Okay. Certain number of episodes. Yeah, that's not going to yeah, be okay. long running. They usually do this as a kind of celebration because clearly Rengoku was the sta- was the star of this one. Yeah. And I think I, Andrew was, called him the Paul Walker of the movie. <laughs> it's, yes, I mean, that's yeah, beautiful. Yeah, yeah. That's beautiful. Um, the Brian O'Connor, as they say. Yeah, living his um, life one quarter mile a track of a t- at a time. <laughs> and, yeah, and when I, they played like that Wiz Khalifa thing at the end. Was, yeah, that was weird. Yeah, <laughs> Actually, I have to say the score was the score is amazing in this film. For this film, I really did enjoy it. But yeah, I that's will kind say of... I I I like the 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 um. I felt like the lands, the backgrounds were kind of like Im- Im- impressive mm, at times. Mm. The faces actually, I found not so much. Uh, but I, like, <laughs> like it, 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 it was, it, it was, and it was anesthetic. Yeah, mm. it was a choice. It it's felt a choice. That kind you don't of, know if you like it, um, yeah. it was a choice. It felt a bit two dimensional. Yeah, the, I know what you yeah, mean. Where, well, it's because at times there's a bit of CGI, you know, three D overlaying. So their faces can sometimes feel more flat than they should be. So that's yeah, a kind of issue yeah, yeah. that modern anime well, is having because yeah, they're trying to bring that in, in 3D. some in some of the in some of the um, uh, Ghibli movies mm, as well. Mm. And there as well, it's a kind of a it's a choice. Yeah, um, I think like with Pompoko. Yes, like with the, the <laughs> yeah with the different types of um, animation there. Mm. I think one of the distinctive things on Demon Slayer and it might be one of the reasons why some people don't you know can't quite gel with it is I I know from talking to some people that they find it a bit jarring that it bounces back and forth between being a really heavy hitting grim dark serious matter to having little chibi versions of the characters that's like a, flying like, around Rengoku more, after he's like decapitated yeah. two demons and the tonal how did you get so big <laughs> the tonal shifts I, I know a lot of people do find quite jarring yeah. I did myself when I started watching this um, but I do understand why they do it because they don't they want to break up the harshness you need levity and, yeah introduce some levity into it but it is it can be a bit jarring mm. Um, all right then I think that about wraps it up then unless there's anything else we want to talk about anything we haven't talked about already so what we normally do the end of the podcast we ask our guests to recommend something for the listeners something you're enjoying at the moment so this brings you pleasure could be related to the movie unrelated to the movie so give uh, Breed and Graham a chance to think about it I'm going to ask Andrew to go first um, I'm going to uh, recommend either either a mental or a mobile or a mechanized organism designed only for <laughs> Modoc on, uh, on Disney Plus Modoc enjoyed Modoc um, is something that I've been enjoying because it's based on uh, on a comic book as well. Uh, 
similar to this. Um, and a similar amount of angst, I would argue, as well. Yeah, and I, I like, like you have worse characters <laughs> that I feel like I, I, I empathize more with. <laughs> Maybe that, that, that says well, I mean, like he a is lot a about super villain, he does, so. Everybody is terrible in, uh, in yeah, it. He doesn't quite hit the Shinji level, but he's, he's pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. I love uh, Austin. <laughs> the tech bro. <laughs> so uh, passive aggressive. <laughs> I love that it's a show about Marvel supervillains, and Andrew's like, yeah, but the real villain yeah, is the Austin tech bro. Like, Hey, he's he's all like always kind of like, hey, just a note, like you're kind of low key, not doing it. <laughs> it's like, um, yeah, and the the the, the um, yeah, it's great. Um, I, I enjoy it a lot. Like I I I like Patton Oswalt a lot. I like Ben Schwartz. Who does? Um, who doesn't love those two? Yeah, yeah. They, they, they used to be able to say that about Thomas Middleton. Yeah. Had, had that old kind of cloak yeah. and gag, dagger thing. Uh, so, yeah. Wait, what did Thomas Middleton do? We'll talk about it off mic. We'll include links in the show notes. Oh, no. I yeah, feel like this is a long the, podcast like, episode, and I feel like this is a sensitive topic. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Andrew, if you want, you, do you want to go into it? I was looking forward to watching the, the, the I was kind of uh, every now and then kind of because it was the sort of thing that like I felt like Petrina wouldn't watch um, necessarily because improv is very you know d- oh a bit of Schwartz and Middleton it's, it's often yeah. not good that was exactly great. they, they had a show all three of those episodes they were amazing yeah no I was really enjoying them and then it was it kind of <laughs> like felt uh, weird about yeah. watching them but it, 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 I mean it, nobody's like he hasn't been convicted of anything there's just been some accusations i believe oh, i understand I, I i don't i don't know a lot about it but it's um yeah it's kind of his reputation has been damaged yeah. let's say um and graham what would you recommend for this is what are you enjoying at the moment uh anyone who's got Crunchyroll, i highly recommend one piece uh, almost all the seasons are on there now so you can watch up to like episode 900 maybe 800 mm. on like and it's unfiltered it's it's just unabashedly fun uh, anime adventures. Uh, it's just, just a ton of uh, anime things I could recommend. ReZero, Reborn in a New World, uh, or New Life. Um, slime, um, that time I was reincarnated as a slime is another great one. Um, and then there's also, oh, is it okay to, is it wrong to pick up girls in a dungeon? Uh, another great anime that is just... Oh, I thought that was a rhetorical just, question. Sorry. No, 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 and no. It does, the anime does answer that question. Okay. It does answer that question. Um, it's another great anime, and I'm still reading Rhythm of War. Uh, I've picked up... Um, I also recommend Ragnarok. Last time we were uh, here, uh, I recently got into Ragnarok, finished Ragnarok, seasons one and two. Highly recommended for anyone who's... A- Would you say it's a thundering success? It is an absolutely rip-roaring, thundering success that'll have you chucking me on her back and forth for days. And um, yeah, that's really all of my stuff. I mean, I could go on, but... Yeah, yeah I am, I'm sorry, guys, for this. Um, and Brie, what about <laughs> yourself? It wouldn't, be, it wouldn't be a 250 podcast um, if it wasn't. Yeah, to stick in theme of uh, shonen anime, I mean, you've got your classics of uh, some of Graham mentioned, but like... Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood or Bleach, uh, but there's a lot of modern ones like My Hero Academia or Jujutsu Kaisen that are also fantastic new additions and that have been playing with the genre a little bit. So, I mean, also I would like to point out that 
Shonen is probably the most mainstream of anime. It's the ones people recognize. Mm. Uh, but there is a lot of other anime out there. If you can think of a, if you can think of something, there's an anime for it. And uh, a lot of people just think that anime is shonen, and it's really not. It's really, really not. Just, just to point out. Yeah, I, and and thank you, Breach, because I, I I get that impression of it a lot sometimes. Kind of that, yeah. that that it's kind of it's very sort of like boys stuff. No. Um, yeah. That is that specific yeah. genre of shonen, and which I'm is not, very popular. I'm not a boy, I'm a man. <laughs> I'm a man, the, man. Then we recommend uh, Fruits Basket. And they, 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 they kind of, they, I don't know. Yeah, anyway, sorry. When, no, it's a, it's a fair point. And I, like, I, I do think that, like, you know, again, maybe I haven't been entirely, maybe been a little bit harsh on, on like, you know, this demon slayer in particular. But I do think that there is, like, it is opening a debate about that that I think is valid and is worth having. And I think a lot of people are saying it was long overdue and it deserves credit for that, mm. to be absolutely clear. Um, and I think, yeah, Breed is right also. Like when we talk about, you know, superheroes and comic books, it's like this is just one facet of this larger industry. And we tend to focus on just this this one thing in particular. Yeah. And, and yeah. it tends to be short sighted and we tend to overlook and miss the wood for the trees. Um, in terms of recommendations for myself, um, in terms of if I had to recommend an anime, I would recommend the only other anime I have watched to completion, which is Neon Genesis Evangelion. And I do wonder if like that has ruined me. I wonder if like watching that maybe <laughs> spoiled me a little bit and made me very cynical about the entire idea of young boys adventures anime. Um, cause it's maybe he might, well, like... when the creator creates another or creates something else to spite the fans. <laughs> yeah. He might like iron blooded orphans. Maybe. Yeah. He might like iron blooded yeah, orphans. It's be... a Gundam show. It's, uh, it's have you guys seen any of the Evangelion beautiful. rebuild movies actually? Cause I, I want to check those out. No, actually okay. we've heard good things. Though. Um, all right then. And then very quickly in terms of recommendations, cause this is going out relatively live. It'll be opening this weekend. Um, so three horror movies you can watch. Freaky is in Irish cinemas, which I absolutely loved and is, is very worth seeking out. It's available on video on demand in the States. It is. Uh, Vince Vaughn body swap horror. Freaky, Freaky Friday the 13th is the concept. Really enjoyed that. I think it's fantastic. The Amusement Park, mm -hmm. which is George A. Ramiro's lost public service about announcement from 1973 about the evils of aging, is available on Shudder. It is one of the most visceral horror movie experiences I have ever had. It is like The Father meets Night of the Living Dead. Um, if you like horror movies, if you like George Ramiro, give that a go as well. And then final recommendation in terms of horror, the movie Censor is available in U.S. cinemas and on U.S. streaming mm -hmm. this weekend. Um, it was recommended last week. The wonderful Renok and Gregor got to see it early. She said it was fantastic. To nobody's surprise, Renok is entirely correct. It is fantastic. Our own Neve Algar is in it. I really, really loved it. It is a movie that starts out like the lives of others and then kind of evolves into the color out of space. Um, I had a lot of fun with it and I would oh. wholeheartedly recommend it as well. All right, then. So, Graham Breed, what are you up to? Where can we find you? What are you doing? Uh, I can be found at Graham Geek Era in, uh, on Twitter at G-R-A-H-A-M. G E E K E I or E. Um, you can also find my uh, gaming site, Game Air, and um, my Twitch channel where we where I will be reviewing very soon um, Scarlet Nexus, which is another anime based uh, video game. It's absolutely brilliant. Uh, Bree's been watching a good I bit know. of it with me. Uh, it's actually a video game that has now released an anime as an accompaniment. So, oh yeah, watch ooh. Scarlet Nexus. <laughs> it's 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 really good fun. It's a really great anime with a lot of deep thoughts going on in it. And um, I'll also be doing a review for. <laughs> That's a pun. 
Oh, it is. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Uh, I'll also be reviewing uh, oh, Guilty Gear Strive. It's a long-running franchise of beat-em-ups. Uh, and yeah, that's um, really much where everyone can find me. I'm scattered around on the internet with Skanon, um, Escapist, and I recently did a article for Pretty uh, oh, Deadly fantastic. Film um, for Film and Dublin. Yes, it was about the Power Rangers 2017 and how it is an underrated rainbow okay, gem you- of a film. Oh, and I actually I got, a, got the actual VHS copy. Yeah, this the, is a, which is yeah, pretty cool. I actually got the actual VHS copy. Yeah. It's it's got great artwork by Amy Louise. I believe Amy Louise O'Connor, is. yes. And yes, yeah. she's an absolute. Uh, her artwork is brilliant. And uh, yeah, I just like to say thanks to them for giving me the opportunity. It was great to write write it to show your ranger. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you, my red ranger. Um, not on the podcast, Graham. That's inappropriate. Um, uh-huh. Breed. <laughs> What about yourself? Can we find you anywhere? No, you can't. No. But you can try if you like. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Uh, you can follow the podcast online. We're at the 250. 250. Darren's very tired. We're at the, the yeah. 250 on Twitter. You can find us on Stitcher, on SoundCloud, wherever good podcasts are not sold. Uh, I'm wondering now if I should try and get a shirt made up saying Shinji is the worst. He um, is. Just so we can have a store. Um, but we'll, we'll come back to that. Um, I in the will meanwhile, buy it. I got it. I got a podcast. I got two podcast T-shirts. One of which was was very poor quality, which encouraged me. <laughs> the bar, <laughs> the bar is literally this, this low. We could, we do, could this. do this, Andrew. Yeah. Um, all right, we'll be back next week because we postponed. So next week, the wonderful Scott Mendelson from Forbes will be joining us for a discussion Lovely. of Captain America 1990, which we're very thrilled about. And because we're pushing it back a week, we've got a special treat for listeners. There will be a bonus episode in the middle of that week with the wonderful Andy Mellowich joining us for a discussion of Captain America 1990. Until then, <laughs> take care, guys. Thank you so much, Breathing Graham. And- no problem. No problem. All right, we'll leave, you, we'll leave you to it. Sorry about the, that going on so long. Talk to you later.